While we'll be consuming alcohol throughout the show, should you choose to join in, we ask that you only do so where it's legal, safe, and in moderation. We also welcome your feedback and suggestions on our Instagram at Movies Rock Podcast. And should we say anything rude, non-inclusive, or otherwise wrong, we apologize in advance. We are affirming of all, so with that being said, offense or ill will is never our intent. Now let's get back to the show. God, please try that again. That's so loud. <laughs> Hello, world. Not, not exactly the same dipshit. Hello, world. Hello. No one is that's, going that's to want to listen know. past that. <laughs> well, anyways, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movies on the Rocks. It is us, the Moody Boys, and we are here today to talk about. Um, a lot of different things. Maybe some ASMR at the same time. Some beer. And, <laughs> some beer. Um, and uh, today, as always, we're going to be here talking about motion pictures. This week's motion picture, we're going to be discussing the 90s. Um, I, I don't know. I can't think of another cult classic, but it's just it me. Uh, the 90s cult, independent cult classic, Killing Zoe. Um, but before we go to that, um, how are you guys doing so far? Hmm. Yeah, Just pretty cracked hungry. open the beer. There you pretty go. Hungry. That pretty works. Hungry. Pretty hungry. The party hungry? has begun. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna get. He's gonna get hangry. He's gonna get hangry. Probably. I'm already very, very angry. Because <laughs> <laughs> Derek was talking shit before you came on. So. I was. Okay. I was. Oh Jesus. Okay. Well, and just before let's let's go ahead and before we get to the news, let's go ahead and talk about what we're drinking today, guys. Uh, today I feel like a pirate. <laughs> Because I decided to, of course, it's rum, but I've finished off. I killed off my pirate-sized bottle of uh, El Dorado, El Dorado rum. <laughs> El Dorado with my Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh God! So, so, so yeah, and that's what I'm drinking tonight in my nice little Turbis UM cup. Happy because of my uh, my hurricanes are doing well. My my uh, Mario Cristobal all over the place. What? Love what? it. We, okay. Is this a sports thing? Yes, it's college football. Enjoy it. Anyway, all right. <laughs> what, Eric, what, are you, what are you drinking? I am drinking A and W zero with vodka tonight. That's all I'm having. It's just back nice. to your good I old days. Thought of you whenever I got my beer out because I went to my little <laughs> mini fridge and I have my little A and W zero can in there mm. from when I tried it with the, the oh uh, yeah with the screwball screwball. <laughs> It didn't work out so good for people that can smell. No, so, no, it did not. Yeah. It did not work out so well. It's not bad. If somebody hands it to you, you could drink it, but yeah. you probably ought to. Not, not something you would just not, go Don't to. seek that out. Yeah, it's not a go-to <laughs> option. But I can't smell, so it was great for me. Mm. Oh, gosh. What that you sounds absolutely dude? delicious. I found a new beer that I had never seen before, so I bought one. Um, I bet you it's a Japanese beer. I bet you it's Japanese. You already saw it, dickhead. You can't say that. (laughs) It's Sapporo Pure. um, Exceptional light beer. I don't know. 
You got to oh, turn God. it up. It's got to be turned up. <laughs> I can barely hear Christ. it. This show is just falling to hell. There it is. <laughs> How is it? It's all right. It's, I mean, it's not bad. What is it like? Is it like a, is it it like is a, a white It castle? is a lot like a Kieran light, honestly. Like, oh, really? Like, no. this was a $4 can and I could have gotten a Kieran for like two bucks. And wow. Wait, you paid $4 for that one can? Are you serious? Yeah, dude, individual imports, not cheap. Bro, oh you got God. kids now, bro. You can't be spending money like that, dude. I spent $4 on one beer, dude. Exactly. It was the extent of the purchase. I took out $4 and I walked away. That could have gone to their college fund, bro. That's that, a lot. I mean, not even that, dude. That could have gone to their milk. You could have Listen, spent four dollars. Dirk gets diaper changes, and he should be thankful. <laughs> you, you, bro, you could have spent. God. You could have spent. You could have spent four dollars and got a thirty pack of Natty Ice, bro. That's for all real, I'm saying. Bro. I, dude, I mean, you know, how many Zimas could I've gotten for four dollars? Who knows? Because they don't make yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but you can definitely get Natty, bro. When you drink Natty, bro, it's not about the quality. Quantity, baby. Quantity, baby. Gosh, Is it time to move on yet? <laughs> yes. yes. All right, let's move on. So now that we've done about our drinking, our alcohol, whatever the fuck we want to talk about today, um, let's go. We to swear go. this is a show we've done more than once. Yes. Today's kind of we're off a little bit today. Who knows? But in any shape or form, let's go and take it to the news desk. <laughs> You put so much commitment into that every yeah, time. I see his face. Yeah. News of the day. He's really into it, folks. Yeah, like, like it, it never ends either. Too like he, it's just today. It's, it's, it's great like, purpose. Have you ever gone somewhere where people are dancing? <laughs> you know, and there's that one guy who's just doesn't care. He's he's going all out. That's him. He's yeah. he's just having I, a I, good time, dude. It's if if you can't go all out, dude. Dude, you can do go it. Go big or go fucking home, bro. YOLO. That's all I gotta say. You know? YOLO. YOLO, dude. You you just got FOMO, dude. That's what you got, Derek. Whatever. You got FOMO. Whatever. Hey, so I didn't bring any news because I did. last time I did, I got yelled at. So <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. I thought I'd I'm let glad you guys you do it. I'm glad you didn't. But I, for the first time in the history of this podcast. <laughs> I brought the news to the table. Someone Yay! grab his Emmy. He's going to do a speech. I, oh, man, I appreciate this, guys. I know I put a lot of work in here. I've been here for a long time, and it was my time. It was my well, day. You were scrolling, and you found a link. Yeah. I mean, that's what you guys do, too. All right. All right. What what so what's, what's the news you got this time, baby? Well, the funny part about my news, too, is I'll tell the backstory is that I was not planning on using this as news, but I told I sent you guys a text about it. And Tomas is like, hey, that's news. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. Holy shit. Is, it, is, oh, this, is this participating? What the fuck yeah, is this? Yeah. <laughs> So, my news, oh, and I, I'm going to go through it. My news today is the Oscar nominations for the 94th Academy Awards are all out. Okay. Uh, they came out yesterday morning, I believe it was, or maybe the day before. I don't remember exactly. But either way, um, that's cool news to me because me being a big film guy, I like award season. That's, of course, the mo- most prestigious of the film awards. Derek, yes, do you like to say? Like I, I want to ask a question. Sure. Okay, there there are a number of 
uh, various annual awards that mm-hmm. you know, take place and many people pay attention to. I mean, there's all kinds of them. There, well, there's a Tony's and the Emmys and all these different things, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, some of them are like the MTV Music Awards are for mm-hmm. clearly one thing and, and the Tony's are clearly for one thing. But That's for theater, yes. When, when we talk about being nominated and, and, and what I want to know is how likely were these awards purchased? Oh, good question. I, I need to know if it really means it, anything. It really so depends. You, you can, depends. Is this a Rotten Tomatoes score and it's really so, meant to be disregarded because it doesn't mean shit? Or is so, it like... Before before you move on, I have one quick question. Do I sound better now than before? Not as No, loud, you sound right? worse. Fuck you sound you. worse. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah. I was changing my settings. I was changing my settings around, bro. I don't give a shit. Oh my yeah. god, this episode is just garbage. I love it. And that's why I like it, bro. That's why I like it. All right, anyways, move forward. Go ahead. Keep you going. You sound farther away from the mic. But either way, so... Um, I, okay. So, Should we pause? Do you need to do a mic no, check, I, I don't care. Let's just keep going. All right, so Derek, um, there is definitely campaigning. There's campaigning that happens for movies and awards, a million mm-hmm. percent. It's that um, for your consideration, that's, that, that's right? Mostly yep. just marketing, right? No, not no, not so much. Well, different. It's, they're okay. they're campaigning to the academy, and emails are written stuff like that. But I don't know if anybody's actually buying anything. I don't know. I'm sure at some point there was something. Wait, wait, like, wait, wait. They're like, able to contact the people who get to vote on these so things. The people that vote are sent all these screeners, and they also can send them emails saying, "Hey." Just to remember, like this is our film. We really want you guys to nominate this. So there's screeners there for nomination. Check in the mail if you <laughs> I, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know all the insides yeah, and outs. But there's yeah, like, campaigning that happens just to get nominated for so sure. I, I listened to uh, what's it called? Uh, it's called uh, uh, Fat Man Beyond, which used to be Fat Man on Batman, which used to be which is run by uh, Kevin Smith. Okay, yeah, his yeah. podcast, and so he always talks about receiving screeners in the mail and watching movies because he's part of the academy. So it's people who get it are usually part of the academy, whether they're critics, whether they're other actors, and that's who vote. Mm-hmm. And and so they get these screeners, like Eric said, and they're just literally movies that are up for consideration. Like yep. they're not going to send them like ten thousand movies that come out. It's the movies that are that there's the a short list. Yeah, yeah, the studios have sent into the academy, and then that that list has been brought down to maybe like twenty or so per category to make for your consideration. And then those screeners, not everybody gets them all. They just get some of them, and then the screeners are sent to the people, and the people who vote look at the squash the screeners if they need to, and they they keep those screeners. I mean, that's their movie. Yeah. They basically get the movie ahead of time. Which yeah. I highly doubt they're watching all of them. They're probably yeah. just making, and I, that's where the campaigning comes in. They're probably yeah. just be like, oh, okay, this is my buddy. Actually, look at this movie we sent you, please. Yeah. Exactly. But so, um, um, so and, and you know, I already know this obviously because you know I own a movie podcast. But for the Joe, you know, out in the back, uh, is, is there the Academy is not an actual school. This is just an organization. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh dear yeah, lord! Yeah, it's just an organization. Yeah, not a, not a school. Oh people. my god! <laughs> but thanks for asking. That's for I'm Joe. You, it was for Joe in the back. I'm wow. glad you, you clarified. That's good stuff. Wow. Um, so back to the news about <laughs> my, what I was trying to say my, here. My, I was oh, wondering wow. if you guys were gonna let me get away with this. <laughs> my my uh, head there fucking are, hurts. Oh god. There are ten films nominated for Best Picture this year. Yes. Yes. Um uh there's some 
uh, some pretty heavy hitters in there, and we've watched uh, at least one of them together, which was Dune. Which yeah, was, I'm not shocked about that. Dune was no being nominated, absolutely um, fantastic. And then um, all- that episode might be out by now, folks. Uh, it's it's not. <laughs> <laughs> It will be by tonight, FYI, guys. Hey, <laughs> right, I already right. have it. I already have it queued up. I just gotta do it. All right, sweet. Um, so uh, I'm gonna listen. Oh, and by the way, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I'm like, man, he handled that so gracefully. He really did <laughs> on the chin, man. Just yeah, yeah. took it. Um, <laughs> fucking cum gutters. Okay, guys, stop it. So, all right, I'm, ten I'm movies. I'm gonna list the ten real quick. Uh, okay. Uh, which I've seen a lot of them, but not all of them. But Belfast is the first on the list. I want to uh, watch that. I do too. Uh, Coda, which is an Apple TV Plus film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't Look Up, of course, on Netflix, uh, which I saw, which is great. Uh, Drive My Car, which I believe is a Japanese film that I have not it seen is. yet, which I'd like to see. That movie is probably right now, if it does, if it isn't nominated for Best Foreign Language, it might win Best Picture because it has been... I mean, it has been brought big time by the critics. I mean, they okay. absolutely love it. But it's a four-hour slow burn. Oh, wow. Okay. But they say it's amazing. But Can't wait to watch it, then. Slow burn. <laughs> it's my type of movie. I and can't it, wait to I see thinking, it. I was like, I wonder if Eric's is... No, there'll totally be survivors it. at the end of it, and Eric's like, fuck this shit. It is, this is totally garbage. his skis. I tell yeah. you that, dude. Yeah, I got to check that out. All right. So the next one is Dune, of course. Mm-hmm. And then we have King Richard. Which, I'm watching uh, that, by which, the way. It's which amazing. I watched already. That was uh, with Will Smith. Uh, and then for me, probably my my bias mm-hmm. of the year. Say it. Say it. Licorice Pizza. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my boy, Paul PTA. Thomas Anderson. Uh, Nightmare Alley, which I'm excited to watch. I haven't watched it yet. It just came out on HBO Max, so I'm going to check oh, it, it out. Did? Okay, yep, I got to watch it. just yeah. came out. And Power of the Dog, which is a Netflix film. Um, that's is also it? got a lot of, a lot of um, buzz behind it as well. Tragedy of Macbeth didn't get... It did not, but West Side Story did. Steven Spielberg's yes. West Side Story did. Yes. That's the last of the list. Um, the other category I want to talk about, I'm not going to go through all of them, of course. I'll just talk about one more, which is directing. Uh, and then we're going to no. talk about one more after that. No. We're going to talk we're about, talk about one directing? more after that. Yeah. We're going to talk about directing? We're oh, talk about directing. Okay. So uh, <laughs> right now we have Belfast, which was Kenneth Branagh. Okay. Yeah. Great director. Yeah. Uh, Drive My Car, which I cannot, I don't want to butcher his name, but I believe it's Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Ryusuke. It's called Ryusuke. Ryusuke, Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Yeah. I'm not, you know, you know, guys. That's fine. That's I don't fine. watch as much anime as you do. Um, Licorice Pizza. Paul Thomas Anderson, my dude. <laughs> um, uh, Power of the Dog, Jane Campion. And then West Side Story, Stevie Spielberg. He's got so, nominated. Fun fact Steven Spielberg is the only director in motion picture history to be nominated in six different decades. Oh, wow. That's, that is a good trivia piece right there. That's amazing. Yeah. Although they say that probably who's going to that like the person who is the favorite to win, according to people who are hope, they say, mm-hmm. is they say that the fun favorite to win is probably going to be Jane Campion for Power Which of the Dog. I don't like to hear, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've also heard the same thing, too. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. also heard it. I have um, a feeling it's going to be like her. For one, it's going to be. I think it's going to be because she, she needs to finally win because she's been nominated a few, quite a few times. And. Mm. I think, I but think that's how I feel about Paul Thomas Anderson. But yeah, yeah. I but think no. it is his year, not in directing, uh, in the next category that I'm going to talk about with you here, uh, which would be writing. Screenplay? So original, uh, screenplay? original screenplay, which was Belfast with Kenneth Branagh. Bran- mm-hmm. Don't Look Up, Adam McKay, um, King Richard, uh, Zach Balin, um, 
The Worst Person in the World, which I've never even heard of this film, written by Iskil Voigt and Joaquin Trier. Uh, and then, which I believe that this is his year, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. So those are the three mm. categories that I was talking about. But what I three categories that? that he was nominated for. Yes, yes, yes. That's correct. <laughs> that's correct. Well, the, the best actor category is, I mean, it's it's stacked, though. The best actor one. Because oh, I'll go to that. Oh, we'll yeah, go to that one. That one's good. I mean, because, but this is Will more Smith of a... is nominated. Will Smith is nominated. And also, um, and also um, Denzel's nominated for mm-hmm. Trinity Macbeth, which he is amazing in that movie. By yeah, the way. Uh, it's quite it's quite good. So um, I was actually quite uh, impressed with it. I did watch it, which was awesome. I love A twenty four, man. They 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 just they they're, go they're crazy, bringing it, bro. Dude. They're a great they're a great studio. So I'll, we'll do actor and actress. We'll talk about okay, both of them. okay. That, that so, then, uh, we'll, then we'll yep, move on from there. Yeah, we'll move on. So actor, uh, we have uh, Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, which I haven't watched yet. My wife watched it. She said it was great. Okay, awesome. It was uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in The Power of the Dog. I had to watch uh, that one. Andrew Garfield in Tick Tick Boom. Uh, my daughter said that she said it was amazing. She loved good. it. That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't watched. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of musicals, so I have. I'm. You know, I'm, I might get around to it. But yeah, me um, too. Will Smith and King Richard. Uh, he was and really Denzel good. Denzel in the tragedy of Macbeth. Macbeth. Um, I don't. I haven't looked up who the front runner is of this yet. But um, I, don't know I do feel is. like it's probably would be like Denzel <laughs> or Benedict Cumberbatch because, like, I mean, I was blown away by Denzel, so. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he's a and farmer, what, but I and what, what I've heard of Benedict Cumberbatch's character is that it's a very conflicted character because it's a cowboy movie, but he is like in the closet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, yeah. so it's it's like this whole thing. I don't so. know how I have not watched that film yet. I probably need to get around to that. I mean, it's on Netflix, so you can yeah, watch yeah, it whatever you yeah. want. It's a great thing. Yeah. Um, but. So let's talk about actresses now. Um, Jessica Chastain in The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which was a fantastic movie. Very good. You know what's funny is that somebody said that they didn't like her portrayal in that one too much because they they're said wrong. That, well, no, I, I, no, I want to watch it, but they said that she she was uh what was it? They said that 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 she was too too much. Nope. Like, I'm like, I disagree. have you ever fucking seen Tammy? Tammy Faye? Faye yeah. Nope. <laughs> Whoever said that was wrong because she she nailed it. Like I was really really impressed actually. Um. And so was uh, Andrew Garfield was great in it too. Yeah, um, I heard I was, too. I'm He's surprised great. he didn't get any nod for that. Although he got a nod for Ticket Boom, so it's not a bad year for him. But I think it's he, probably one. It was one or the other. Yep, yep. He was great. Um, and then we have Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter, which I have not seen. I haven't seen that. Yet. Um, Olivia Coleman is great though. She's uh, awesome. We have Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers, which I also have not seen that, but Penelope Cruz, as we all know, is great. It's amazing. Um, we have Nicole Kidman in Being the Ricardos. Um, I said she's great. Yep. And then Kristen Stewart and Spencer. Now, I, I did watch Spencer, and Kristen Stewart was very good, but it was one of the most boring films I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm a guy that loves a slow burn. So just <laughs> want to put that out there in the world. Okay. You know what's funny is that I don't, I don't know if I can watch, like, hey, I'm sure Princess Di is a beautiful and was a beautiful and a, mm-hmm. amazing woman, but I already saw her in The Queen, and the girl mm-hmm. who played her in The Queen was fucking amazing see that's another thing i had nothing i haven't seen the queen and i heard the girl that was in the queen was great too and i have nothing to compare her to except Kristen. like i only know Kristen stewart as playing princess diana and she did i think she did a good job like i was like oh she sounds like her you know uh it's pretty she looks impressive. like her she looks, she looks like her too yeah but um, so does the girl on the queen the girl on the queen yeah. is like spot on too dude mm-hmm. yeah so um, I don't, I don't know who the front runners. I only really looked at the, the categories of Paul Thomas Anderson. It's not. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Paul so, Thomas Anderson hour, folks. Yeah, so, so oh, uh, yeah. 
Uh, I hope he never listens to this because if he does, I feel like he's gonna put out a restraining order the whole time. Put as, soon out as, I, as soon as I put this online, I'm gonna I'm gonna add him on Instagram. Him at hey. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. but but, but I, I mean, those are that's it's out. I'm excited. I mean, it's always fun. Like I know that Oscars. Honestly, like what it comes down to uh, with the Oscars and as film as a whole. I mean, it's always fun to 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 watch and be interested and see what happens. But it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's like oh, deep down inside, it really doesn't really matter. The only thing it matters is for these guys that win, it helps their career. So that's about it. But otherwise, it's not like it's. I mean, know, there's a, a few deal. snubs when it came to the Oscars. I think I haven't seen it yet, but I mean, Wes Anderson supposedly they, they said he got snubbed for French Dispatch, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, a lot of people, and it's not just going to be us three, but a lot of people are upset that Denis Villeneuve wasn't nominated for Dune. Oh, he. I, I mean, I. I, Ooh, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, um, there's a lot of people. Like, he's like whenever they talk about like whenever they have an article online about snubs from 2022 Oscars, you know, like that was a picture. He's the picture they show. He's yeah. the picture they show. So I, I was reading a little bit that people were mad, and it's mostly their fan base. Like, oh, uh, there mm-hmm. was some, and my wife is probably one of them. Uh, was mad that Lady Gaga didn't get nominated for House. That's of Gucci. the other thing. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I saw House of Gucci, not that impressed. <laughs> so not, I, not, I mean, was it Gucci? Uh, look, look, look. Not Here's, really. <laughs> the House of Gucci, from everything I can tell, is it was a, uh, it was meant to be an artsy but mainstream film, and and it was it wasn't it very, wasn't I, it I did not enjoy really? it. Yeah, I did not <laughs> enjoy it. Ridley we, Scott didn't hit. He didn't hit on no. The I also like am not it bad. It just wasn't worth all the hype. I'm not. It just it to me. It was like I don't know. Also, too, it felt like there was a lot of caricatures of people. Italian. They weren't like they were actual. It's, I, I wasn't buying a lot of the acting. That's all I'm saying. You know, but it, it you know if you really like Lady Gaga, watch it. You'll love it because the Lady Gaga fans. <laughs> I mean, just love Lady Gaga. You know. I mean, I like. I think Lady Gaga is a great human being. I'm not crazy about her music, but I love like her as a person. But so I'm always rooting for her because my wife is a massive monster that's what she calls her <laughs> so uh my wife was a, a little monster so uh did you know, she I'm, love the movie so she didn't she loved lady gaga but she kind of felt the same way that i felt about the movie it was like eh, you know yeah but like it's yeah. it's fun when you lo- when you're like really like with me and paul thomas anderson when you like someone so much like you're able to like be like okay everything they do is great you know <laughs> but but that's not true because actually i there is a paul thomas anderson movie that i do not think is good so but which either is way, uh, inherent vice but he inherent didn't write vice. that's right you've told me i mean you've he adapted me it but he didn't it's not an original paul thomas anderson story so just, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 but anywho sorry i, I hope that i never watch a wes anderson film that i hate i mean you won't because they're all the fucking same so you're not gonna ever <laughs> you're never gonna it's, have a problem i mean with that. i mean they're directed the same yeah they're the story and they're is fun i know what i'm looking for yeah yeah he's very consistent so you'll be fine I mean, yeah. the way, and, and I mean, the way he directs is extremely consistent. So yeah. it's just, you Let's won't miss a thing. He, uh, well, he, didn't, didn't we talk about um, Denis Villeneuve had a lot of uh, like similar characteristics to, was it Wes Anderson we're talking about or is it P.T. Anderson? Uh, Denis would be more along the lines than uh, P.T. Anderson, but I don't think they're the same at he, all. No, no. It was that he, um, he had a, a respect for 
maybe it was P.T. Anderson or something like oh, that. Oh, I'm sure they respect like that. He, yeah. that. He just yeah. models a lot of his style or whatever. I think it was in, his, in, in that interview where he talks about the, uh, was it the Vanity Fair video that he oh, talks yeah, about yeah, the yeah. box scene? Yes. And and how he kind of, the, the design, or was it the design of a scene or something like that? He compared, he was talking about his respect to another director? Yeah. I don't I remember so. who that was. Anyway, no, I think I think he was talking about Alexander Jodorowsky because that's who he based a lot of the design on. Okay, who was the original guy who tried to do Dune back in the seventies and it didn't, it never got off the ground. Oh, okay. I okay. think that's where he he based a lot of his stuff on. Hey, that I guy's hate, fucking wild. So I hate to do this to you, but why do you sound so far away from the microphone? Maybe maybe it's because of, I was doing the settings, but I'll change the settings again. It's fine. Yeah, stop messing with the settings. God. I just, didn't, I, just I don't Christ. every time I every time I look at, at Derek, he's always this like, you're really too be far. edited out. All right. Tell me, tell me, I don't give a shit. We're no, no, leave gunslingers. It. Leave here. it in. How leave do I sound in. here? How do I sound? I mean, you sound better. You do. Sound good? I sound good? Yeah, just keep it. Did there. I sound too far? No, that's Hello? that's better. That's better. Hello? Right there is really good. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I got it. All right, cool. Yay! All right, anyways. All right. So now moving on to the next piece of news and segue into Wes Anderson. Uh, an article came out recently that his next film, you know, because French Dispatch was, of course, a love letter to newspapers and things of that nature, international correspondency, that kind of stuff. Um, he said that his next story will be a love letter to the Motion P- Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. He says he's been panning the story ever since the 74th ceremony in 2002. There's so much unexplored romance, whimsy, and fantasy. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. This is from The Onion. Ha <laughs> ha Seriously? I was literally about to go walk away to get my food. I'm like, no. I got to wait and listen to this real quick. Jesus Christ. We don't even bring news. We bring fake news. <laughs> you brought Onion. You brought an I, Onion. Hell story. yeah, dude. Oh uh, yeah, God. no, no. Anyways, no, but so I mean, there. I mean, there's not that much news to be honest with you. One of the big news actually that I saw this week was um, from Mission Impossible Seven and Eight. Okay, Tom Cruise. They just seven and eight. Bu- seven and eight. All right, which are going to be the last two movies in the franchise. Eric shakes his head. <laughs> Eric shakes his head as he walks away to get food. Anyways, I'm going to bring it up. Anyways, I'm. You know what? I'm going to wait on that, and I'm going to talk to you about another piece of news, and then we'll go back to that. All right, oh, so this is the worst. <laughs> you're, so, you're, oh man, my OCD nerve is just being banned I know, on. <laughs> I know. But this is a great story. This is a great story. So there was a slot machine in Vegas that malfunctioned and didn't uh, pay somebody. Mm-hmm. And the gaming board actually literally fucking tracked him down. Oh, to get his money? They gave him his money. He had walked away from $230,000. And they, they went out and found him, dude. I mean, like he's he rightfully owns that money. They probably legally had to track him down. But it's cool that they did that because somebody just showed up at his house with a wad of cash, basically. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, the record, you go. gambling association of anywhere. Please feel free. <laughs> Give me a call. I'm here. The, Whatever. <laughs> the, the, basically, yeah, the Nevada Gaming Control Board says they identified the winner of the nearly $230,000 prize, dude. Yeah, he literally, it, was a, it was a communications error, according to the officials. The, the slot machine amount functioned and didn't notify Taylor or the casino personnel that he was a winner, which means it probably didn't go off with the light above the slot mm-hmm. machine saying he For somebody won. to walk over and say, hey, here hey, you go. You know, like, and then like, you know, if you leave your, if you leave your seat, like you're stupid and you right. just got, you fucking sit down. Like, I know that one time, like my, my, uh, my wife was, 
at a casino. She was playing underage. She was like 16, but she looked 18. And her dad, Jesus Christ, her dad was with her and she was playing the slots and she won like 10 G's. And he goes, All right, get up. I got to sit down. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Go away. Go away. So, anyway. Ridiculousness. Uh, so yeah, I can't and believe like they. I'm cool. It's cool. They found they found him. They gave him his money, but same time, you could have just I don't know found me. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> By the way, we want to, we waited for you, dude. I'm, I kept going. And we waited for you so we could talk about Tom Cruise. So there you go. Because <laughs> he's so invested in Mission Impossible. No, but and I the love those saying, series so much. <laughs> Such, such a, a masterful art such piece, a huh? huge fan yeah. <laughs> way better than blue valentine no so so no <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so no no but i was telling him the, the story that i took in the middle was that there, there was a guy who went uh, who was in las vegas and he was playing the slots and the machine fucked up and didn't announce that he won the jackpot and so he left he didn't know he won the jackpot and the nevada gaming board went after him and gave him his money 230 grand Oh wait, they have to do that? I don't know if they have to, but they did this time. Like that is sounds so out of character for any <laughs> casino to do anything like that. Because I feel like you're trying to figure out dollars and quarters. We're here to give you two hundred thirty million dollars. Yeah, two hundred thirty million dollars. No, two hundred thirty thousand. Okay, I mean, that's a lot because whatever. I feel like it's they try to do. Yeah, I, for, I feel like they try to do whatever they can in their power to make sure you don't win. So, like, yes. I know when you win, they're like, "Are are you a citizen? We need to see your license. Are you oh, age? Shit. We want your birth certificate." That's literally what they do. Oh fuck! Because they're trying to find any way to make to make it so that you do not win. So oh, that's hilarious. All right, no, but what I was saying about Tom Cruise was that um, so they, they they delayed Mission Impossible Seven again. And it came out. The budget for the movie right now is two hundred and ninety million dollars. Okay, look here. Here's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a shit ton of money. And look, Tom Cruise, he's not going to be this age forever. He's already yeah. So these are supposed to be the last two movies in his series, in the Ethan Hunt series. And the thing is, is that he's supposedly are they gonna James Bond him. They're going to replace him. I don't know what they're going to do. But I mean, either he's, way, he's got to be sixty years old at this point, too, right? I don't know. We can look it up, but he. I'm looking it up. But but uh, but they're, they're they're supposedly he's delayed it one because of COVID. COVID's delayed the movie quite a bit. Fifty nine years old. And yep, two, I was right. <laughs> and two because he wants he wants to film eight like right after. Like he wants to do it kind of concurrently, so he wants it to be like a smooth transition kind of thing. So, you but I mean, have he to still get in got shape that. that. I mean, well, I, I mean, he I, does all his was, own stunts. So, if I was his age, dude. I mean, he's a badass, but I ain't gonna lie, dude. For his age, he does age, his own dude, stunts, man. It's yeah, wild. Man. Yeah, he's hey, fucking hey, insane. Look, okay, you're not you're not wrong. He's a badass, and he is in shape, and he is doing all this himself. He, I, I do not want to detract from that. But let's also not acknowledge that. I mean, if I think about somebody who does all their own stunts into a, a pretty healthy age and is a badass, I think of Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. right dude. You're right. He's, I mean. That's my guy. Like I mean, Tom Cruise is a badass. Don't get me wrong. He's he's badass. But Jackie I mean, Chan, pretty, I'll watch anything I don't think, he's in. I don't think I don't think Jackie Chan's hung off the side of an airplane, but hey, that's pretty close, dude. Yeah. Dude, he uh, absolutely has had to have done it by I now. I feel like he probably he still does movies. <laughs> like he had a movie come out like what two, three years ago. Remember he's still doing movies. I remember that one movie he did. He like I think I don't know if it was one of the rush hours or something else, but the dude, he was like six years old at the time. He broke his foot doing a stunt. 
and yes. he kept on filming. They put a rumble sock in over the Bronx. Rumble, rumble in the Bronx. The Bronx. They put yes. a and it was on the the uh, hovercraft. And, yes, and he wore a rubber boot over that, his cap. That looks like and a sneaker. Doing it. <laughs> that looked like a sneaker, and he kept going. Like and he and he dude, ran like normal. He ran crazy. like normal. Yeah, it's dude. crazy. News is he's about. Nuts. We're not talking about Jackie Chan. He's not in the news. He's we're not watching a movie. But he's just a badass. Okay, for real, a hundred percent, dude, a hundred percent. Uh, anyways, but that's all the news. I mean, I don't have anything else, guys. I don't know if you guys want to talk about anything, Derek. If you have anything you want that brings to mind, I'd like, mm. to, I'd like to talk about Derek's heart and how it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cold. Can we talk about that? That's news, right? Cold? Oh God! Everyone, remember that Eric called my heart cold whenever we get to my top shelf at the end of this episode. You remember? <laughs> you remember this moment? Okay, sounds oh, good. Oh shit! <laughs> no, I have I no, no, I mean, you guys know I got no other news. No, no, but I mean, I mean, as I mean, as far as anything right now, I mean, like, there's, there's really nothing else out there. I mean, we'll probably know more. No in more, a few weeks. no more PT Anderson hour. No, no more PT Anderson hour. <laughs> I mean, we can we talk have, about him. For we did that for three <laughs> hours last episode. So if you yeah, want to no. keep, if you want to have another conversation, come over. Look in this glass case. This is a piece of gum that I think he chewed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that much of a creep, okay? Oh, Jesus, not yet. But if I got it for you, if I found it on the the celebrity black market, you'd be like, yes, send it here, please. I mean, if. <laughs> <laughs> if you gave it to me as a gift, I'd probably put it in a in like a safety deposit box. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd probably put it in like one of those like cases that says bomb shelter, <laughs> bomb shelter, and a fire safe box under a laser grid array. <laughs> I'd find a, I'd, I'd find one of those black box cases that they have in airplanes and put it in there. <laughs> It's gonna have to have like two simultaneous key turns on each side of the room. Fuck me! Listen, man. When you when you when you when you're uh, when you admire, you admire. That's it. When you're a fan, you're a fan, dude. Okay, (laughs) you you can you can spin this after we get off this off the off the recording. You can spin this and talk to your wife about Lady Gaga gum. (laughs) That's true. I, now I have some, uh, I have some ammunition to talk about how much shit. she likes Lady Gaga. So oh fuck me, dude. All right, well All we're right. gonna go ahead and go on break here. Uh, go see a man about a dog. Go take a piss. Take a leak. Go do whatever you need to do to unload yourself. And Meanwhile, we everyone's will... just sitting in their cars, just hitting pause, and fast forward at uh, this point. They, I mean, unless they wear diapers, <laughs> they might be pissing in their pants. So who knows? Folks, pull over. <laughs> Gas stations are not all that bad. Okay. I mean, unless you're like an astronaut trying to kill your. Husband, Ooh, your, dude, your, your, your I'm boyfriend's. not gonna lie, dude. I do not want to use. I like. I'll pee. I'll pee in a gas station, but I do not want to go number two. <laughs> no, no, dude. No, hell no. You hold it until you die. Unless, yeah, yeah. I first of all, I do not like. We're talking about this on the podcast. <laughs> This is what we should have opened with. This is right. We needed to warm up. I prefer to only. I prefer to only number two. I like how I'm like being cautious about what about this, but anything else I don't care. I only pinch a loaf in yeah. the certain of, of places. I would prefer to only do that at my house. You know, like in like I do. I will avoid go, it. Like if the I plane. go camping, I am not taking a shit in the woods. Fuck that, dude. I will hold it. I will have a stomach cake. I don't I know, do man. It. Look, look, unless there's a river, a unless while. there's a river that I could take a shit and then sit in the river and let the river just wash out my ass. And Dude, all actually, honestly, if you haven't done it, it's not all that bad. I'm sure. 
honestly too like bucky's though and to those out there oh, if you guys have oh yeah yeah bucky's, if it's if it's a bucky's like I'm that, that i could deal shit. with that because that's I'll like take a shit could, in a i'll eat i'll eat an omelet off the floor at a bucky's because it's so clean you know <laughs> it's just, it really is it's, yes it's a, yeah no <laughs> there's, there's, there's more there's a bucky's they, they opened a bucky's here in uh in georgia about a year ago oh wow then, okay yeah and nice. there's a new one they opened they opened up a new one they opened up a second one another one in uh north carolina just when you cross over the on I eighty five, just when you cross over the Georgia and Georgia, the Georgia, North Carolina, or South Carolina, because I never know because it's so close together. But on I eighty five, just as you cross the state line, there's a Bucky's there too. Well, for our international viewers, because for some reason we have a ton of them, uh, check um, it out on YouTube. Somebody's yeah, look a up video. A Bucky's. It's a great Go to YouTube. It's, look up Bucky's. It's a B U C. It's a convenience store. C S E. Yes, is it two E's or two yeah, C's? Yeah, two E's, two E's. Okay, B-U-C-E-S. one C, two E's. It is a gas station, but it is a magical, magical place. <laughs> it's like a theme park. It's, it's, like, like, a theme park. it's like the it's like the Disney World of gas stations. But it's like they have food, and it's a huge gas station. It's they have basically and if Walmart and it's good. did I should a good job with customer service. One. Well, no, even inter- international people don't have Walmart, do they? Are there Walmarts over there? Yeah, there's Walmarts internationally, I think, isn't there? There's got to be at least one. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they also have like Carphone Warehouse and stuff, which is like their version of Best Buy. I'm going to add Bucky's on Instagram on this. Oh, God. <laughs> That's just what we need. Bucky's screwball. I mean, is they need to know choice. that Please I will. Feel free to send it to us. Yeah, they need to know that I will eat literal. Uh, a, I'll eat a can of soup off the floor. The <laughs> That's how I will clean. Lick, I will lick a dropped slice of brisket off the floor. And you realize as soon as you finish your food, somebody's going to come right behind you and mop. Yes, I know. With a smile. I know. <laughs> and be like, "Hey, bro, uh, did you enjoy that?" They'll be super nice about it. Did you enjoy that soup? They'll be like, "Yeah, it was great, dude." He's like, "Good stuff." Hey, try the sa- the shower. The, sa- the he becomes your best friend. He also holds the <laughs> second the key strong. to the gum, <laughs> the Wes Anderson <laughs> gum, <laughs> the Wes Anderson gum. <laughs> Thanks for the fucking straw, dude. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I know. Best really friends with the Bucky's guy. There you and go. They'll probably be like, "Hey, go have a couple pieces of free fudge, dude." It's just. <laughs> You deserve it. You deserve right, it. We're really going to wrap this this yeah. part of the podcast. Right. We'll be back, folks. We'll, we'll be right back, guys. All right. See you in a bit. Turn the key at the same time. It'll unlock, right? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, and inside is going to be a mold of my middle finger in your face. <laughs> exactly. It'll be. I think we're going to create some NFTs for this oh, podcast. Jesus. No, let's ex- not. Let's not go down it's this gonna path. Be, there's going to be one. There's going to be an, an air we horn should. for anime. Yep. Uh, there's going to be um, Eric Smith. A chewing gum. It'll be Paul Thomas Emerson's face holding chewing gum in his hand. I got an already chewed chewing gum in his hand. And then there's going to be um, uh, Eric listening to My Chemical Romance. No, it will not. <laughs> that will not happen. And I think, it's I been think, put out in the ether. FYI, Listen here, fans. You've got I the art style. The Don't do it, it, anybody. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I think it. that's the name of this we episode. We will make it the cover. <laughs> 
I think that's the name of this episode is Eric Loves My Chemical Romance. No! <laughs> God! Paul Thomas Anderson is chewing everybody. gum. <laughs> that, we can make that the episode. I'm fine with that. That might be the... Uh, that, 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 that may be... Paul I'll, Thomas I'll Anderson's chewing that's gum. That's like a PTA's or we could just chewing call gum. It, we could just call it Bucky's is Life. We could do that too. <laughs> that too. This is great. This is this is Paul such Thomas amazing Anderson's radio. chewing gum at the Bucky's parking lot. <laughs> That's too long. That's too long. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Can anybody so change everybody drinks? Derek's a snob. We'll just call it Derek's a snob. Yeah, well, no, we're I'm pretty sure we've already got that episode. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we do have many episodes named that already. Exactly. <laughs> like Derek's, the fourth one at this point. The Halloween one is called Derek's Pucker Factor. I mean, it's oh, great. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, all right, everybody. If you didn't know, we're back, <laughs> back from the refill portion of our episode. Uh, did everybody kind of stay with what they got, or do you have something new? I got Looks another. Like Is that a Stella Artois? Yeah. Look at me, knowing my shit. Look at you. I didn't expect <laughs> to like this. It's good. Yeah, it's terrible. It's not good. bad. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just a regular. It's just a lager, dude. It's not bad. Yeah. Not uh, not too heavy. See, Whatever. you're like you're like my dad. With his beers. My dad's all about the loggers. Okay. He tries to do anything else. I try to have him you know, try something else. And he's just like, nah, doesn't work for me. Give him a lager. Like, he's so, like, basic when it comes to his beers. Now, rum is a different <laughs> story. He loves different rums. He's all about trying rums. And he loves rum. But you give him a beer. How does beer, he feel about IPAs? Dude, he hates them. Cause they're the worst. Yeah, I was. I, me and Derek are on the same page. I'm, not, a, I'm okay. Not good. I'm okay yeah. with them. Um, but you give my dad a lager, and he'll drink. He loves it. Like you give him a can of fucking Budweiser, dude, and he's all about it, dude. He's I mean, all like, about I mean, it. Honestly, there's, like there's I, better. Yeah, yeah, that's really, but like if somebody hands me like a Budweiser, I'm not going to be like mad about it, you know? <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'm okay. Yes, we make jokes about me being arrogant, but if anyone anywhere hands me a beer and it doesn't look like it's been rolled around in shit, I'm probably going to act thankful at least. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but I probably won't drink it all night. <laughs> no, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, like, if there's no. like a plethora of other beers and someone hands yes. me a bud, I'm gonna drink it, but I'm gonna go to the other beers. Yeah, you know, eventually, yeah. I mean, I might walk yeah. around in the backyard and just slowly pour it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad. You know? now, now, Derek, you've given up your secret. Now when you go to a party and you t- and they see you walking around <laughs> the backyard the- by yourself. No, 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 no. Look, look, you, you can't catch me. I can go in the kitchen. There's a sink. I can go in the bathroom like I'm gonna pee. I'm gonna, look, next time of- I see you, dude, I'm gonna hand you a bud and literally <laughs> not leave your side <laughs> it's just gonna be covered in super glue and you're gonna hand it to he's me like, he's like he's like he's like he's like you want here's your budweiser he's like what are you doing derek eric i'm walking with you bro I'm just walking yeah, with you literally i gotta, I gotta go take a piss walking go, around but no, i'm it's gonna okay. go in the bathroom with you i'm gonna yeah, go I'm gonna I'll, go, be, go, mean, I'll hold it for you yep i'm gonna hold your beer <laughs> while you're in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> is that what they call it these days, Eric? Is that what they call it? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. No, what I call it, what me and Derek call it is uh, pure love. That's what we call it. It's a passionate moment. <laughs> it is. Between two yeah. two very, very passionate lovers. Consenting dudes. <laughs> two consenting carnal men. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. All right. Anyways, uh, to to my wife and and yours, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. 
They know. They Did know anybody if, else change drinks? Dear God. They know, <laughs> they know of your bromance. I know of your bromance. So it's all good. All right. Anyways, no, no. I, I didn't change drink. I had my same drink. Dude, yeah, I got the same thing. Pirate pirate rum with, uh, with El Dorado with some coxedo. All right. So all right, so let's just go into the movie then, bro. All right. So let's talk about this movie. The motion mm-hmm. picture we're doing this week is the what I consider to be 90s independent cult classic Killing Zoe. Uh, directed by Roger Avery. It came out in 1993. Now, if you don't know who Roger Avery is, um, and I know Derek doesn't, so I'm going to go ahead and let him know who no that clue. is. No clue. Go ahead. Right, so he well, he has one Academy Award win. Can you guess the movie he won an Academy Award? Do not look at IMDb, fucker. Oh, I, I'm not even going to say that either. When I said, I'm pretty sure I know it. All right. So, Eric, what is the Academy Award win that he has? Is it Pulp Fiction? It is Pulp Fiction. Oh, I am a genius. God. <laughs> he mm. is. He's thinks is that back in the 90s, he was Quentin Tarantino's writing partner. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't show up in, a, in, in, in movies other than Pulp Fiction, but he like he helped uncredited. He helped write Reservoir Dogs and True Romance. You know, he was a part of the writing team with Quentin Tarantino. Him and Quentin Tarantino wrote those movies. He got billing for credit for uh, Pulp Fiction. That's why Quentin Tarantino but he wasn't he wasn't credited on the bill though. Like on the on the no. in the movie, he wasn't he didn't get he didn't. a screen credit. He didn't get screen credit, but he won the Oscar with him. Like he got an Oscar. There was some tr- there's some drama behind that. Yeah, guys. and that's you, I read a really great book a couple of uh, a while while I was appreciating in film anime. No, 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 I burned that one. So um, I'm going to mute Derek from the rest, from yeah. the rest of the episode. <laughs> um, Anyways, go ahead, dude. Good night, folks. I'll see you. <laughs> go ahead, Eric. It's called Rebels on the Lot, and it's about um, these, uh, about all the early 90s, like, auteur filmmakers that came out. So it's literally a book about Quentin Tarantino, Paul Thomas Anderson, Wes Anderson, David Fincher, uh, David O. Russell. It's about all of them, okay? Not Robert and, Rodriguez? Um, no, he's not on it. He's not in. Oh wait, I don't think he's in that. No, I don't think so. So, um, it's a great book. And I'm like, it's funny because it's a book about like all those directors. I really like a lot. David O. Russell's great too. Yeah. yeah. And they talk about his relationship with Roger Avery in the book. Mm -hmm. And like, there's some drama between those two. Like apparently like Roger Avery wrote the entire Bruce Willis storyline. Like he didn't just like help him with it. Like apparently he wrote that entire storyline like about the fight. The Zed scene? Yes, the whole thing. Like oh, he wrote shit. that. And then Quentin took it and started adding and they started pushing things together. And Quentin's like, I want the screen credit for it. And Roger's like, I guess so. Like didn't think anything of it. And then it blew up. And it's like, okay, you gotta give me the credit now. <laughs> you know, like like he didn't like Damn. I think he didn't realize it was gonna be what it was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there was some like and it was also, to me, it, like it kind of rubbed me the wrong way about Quentin Tarantino a little bit, but uh, I know young, budding, like arrogant directors. Because yeah. listen, back then, I think that I think that he has the right to be arrogant now because he's a great filmmaker. Yes, but back then, that was his second film, I think, and oh, fiction, yes, it yeah. was amazing. Don't get me I mean, wrong; he had already sold screenplays to Natural Born Killers yeah. and yeah. to True Romance, and but it a, was his second directorial. Movie. Yeah, yeah, and it was a, it, it, you know, he, it was fantastic. It was, it's a great movie, but like. Bro, these are your friends, man. Like it was kind of yeah. like, yo, for real, on, I'm gonna bro. cut you out, bud. And yeah, it's like funny. you get paid out. Yeah. And I mean, if I mean, and there's it's funny because if you watch Glenn Zoe, I mean, we'll get to the cast now, but just in this aspect of the motion picture, you can see, you can see the bones of like Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. 
and like yeah. Reservoir Dogs and like True Romance. You can see the bones that yeah, there's are there's a lot in, of similarities there. You know what I mean? Like in the in the motion picture, not in just the way he directed, but just the 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 the, the language and how they're talking and you know yeah. the vernacular. The flow of the story, yeah. even the, the way it transitions between sequence and sequence, it's mm-hmm. very similar. Yeah, so I mean, and, and that could just be you know '90s independent style. Who knows? But but I, I just, don't think so. I I mean, I, just I don't I, think so either. I, I see what you're saying. I don't think so. I think that like Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery have a distinct style because early '90s. Think about the other directors I just mentioned because those were like the the dudes back then, like the new budding directors. They're all super different. You gotta, you, know? you gotta, you gotta include him, even though he's not in that thing. You gotta include him, Rodriguez. Oh no, no, no! He, he should, no, absolutely, he should be. I don't yeah. think he's in the book, but he absolutely should be included yeah. with that yeah. group. Because if it know? wasn't for El Mariachi, I don't think we'd have this conversation. To be honest with you, part of it, I think he's part of that. Mm. Well, I mean, those are his boys, but I think I mean, I don't know if any of them. I think that they were. I see what you're saying, but I think that those guys all came up at the same time. So yeah, I don't they think did. They influenced each other no, in any not, way. Not till later. I think. I think. Yeah. Either way, but we, we'll, we'll we'll talk about all that in the, when we get to a quick. Yeah, oh, we, we rabbit trailed. Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Always, always. But but what, what you you gonna say anything, Derek? Or I mean. Well, we haven't gone into the characters. Why don't we do the synopsis no. before we get much further? All right, so, all right, so, all right, so, I mean, there's only there's only like one synopsis really they have here. I'm I'm looking in in uh, IMDb and it's it's kind of a shitty one, but uh, cab driver sets American Zed up with Zoe in his Paris hotel despite uh, one thousand French francs charge. She's an art student with day jobs. Example: bank safecracker Zed meets his junkie friend after eleven years to rob a bank kind of a basic understanding but essentially here's the deal so you have this american guy named zed which is funny because his name's zed and you have pulp fiction pulp fiction zed <laughs> zed's then, dead baby zed's dead baby and so and you have this guy named zed who goes to france to go meet up with his buddy for a job you don't know what this job is and when he meets his friend you figure out that oh shit they're gonna rob a bank and this dude is in charge of cracking the safes and Hilarity ensues. As it's <laughs> not really funny, but it just in general. It's yeah, just, I wouldn't say it's hilarity. Hijinks. <laughs> Hijinks ensues. Either way. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. And through the process, he meets Zoe, who is a prostitute by day, an escort. Um, what as well as works the, at, at works. We see later on, spoiler alert, she works at the bank. He's fucking robbing. He doesn't know this. But he meets her, and I guess you could say they have a tryst or they have a, a meet cute, they as have, they say. They, they have like a <laughs> cosmic connection. Yes, that's what it is. It's a cosmic where, connection, and where this where it doesn't really turn into like her being a like it being a prostitute situation for her anymore. Like she really had like was like I had, I had I think a little I have, moment. They had yeah, a, a we strong had a, moment, and he feels the same way. Yeah. yeah, and he does feel the same way. So, all right, so. It's but he lets her get thrown out of the hotel in, naked into a hallway. Well, because she's a prostitute. And, he and doesn't, doesn't do shit, anything about really. it. Yeah, because he's just like, you just fucking did that, and I have no way of telling you otherwise. So, yeah, there's just, I mean, there's a lot of different things, but we'll get to all that stuff. But let's just talk about who's in the motion picture. So in the motion picture, you have Eric Stoltz, you know, 80s drama baby. I mean, he's a darling, 80s drama darling and 90s independent darling. Then you have Julie Delpy, another independent film darling but she was she came up in the 90s in um that guy's uh red white and blue trilogy i forgot 
Uh, you talked about Link Letters before Sunset, after Sunset. Oh, there's that. Sunrise. There's that trilogy, the before trilogy. But then there's also a French motion picture uh, directed by um, a Russian um, director that was like Red, White, and Blue trilogy. She's just, I think she's in like the Blue movie, whatever. I'll find the motion picture. Blanc. No, is it Blanc? Nope. She was in the white. Yeah, she's white. Three yeah, colors. Three colors. Yeah, so she's in the white movie, and that that was nominated for best foreign film at one point. Uh, and so she, it was, she played a character in that movie. That's kind of like what she kind of came out to the people in the states, and then she came out in before um, before sunrise. That's when she really like hit it big before hmm. sunrise. But she was in this movie before before sunrise. So it just gives you a little bit of context. So it's it's kind of a cool thing that she was in this movie before she got really big. Um, then you have another guy named Jean Hugues Anglade, where I've seen him in other things, but not much. He seems recognizable to me. I've seen him in other shit, but he's mostly in France. He was in La Femme Nikita. He was in Taking Lives with, um, with Angelina Jolie, but that's about it. He's done Most of the stuff he's done has been in France because he hasn't really come over too much. Um, but other than that, I mean, everyone else in this motion picture are just a you know, bunch of character actors. I mean, some of them are not in there, except for one guy. Wait. I think I might know. Is it a cameo that you're talking about? It was about? a bit of a cameo. He was the first person to get killed in the motion yeah. picture. Oh, yeah. that's We're talking about the same guy. I was like, <laughs> I stopped it and rewound it. I was like, oh, is, is that-, that who I think it is? <laughs> and who are we talking about, Eric? We're talking about Ron Jeremy. Oh, yeah, the, baby. The world's most famous porn star. <laughs> yes, who I think is in jail now for, or at least he's, he's like, he's like being investigated for like, like, Child pornography and shit. Dude. Oh no! Come yeah, on, yeah, dude. He got yeah. in trouble recently. It's crazy. He's been in trouble recently, so it's like a whole mess of different things. I don't know what's going on with the guy, but yes, the great Ron Jeremy. I'm slowly is in the regretting motion trying to load his IMDb profile. <laughs> you should regret. Just Google him, bro. Just throw him in yeah. Google. No, <laughs> specifically go to Google. Video. I don't need my search history tainted with that. <laughs> All of a sudden, Google all of a sudden, knows me too well already. All of a sudden, okay? Betsy's like, "Why are you watching porn with Ron Jeremy?" <laughs> like, why is? Uh, listen, Derek, if you're watching porn, at least watch something that's like not on the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be the name. I think it's going to be the my laser disc set out. Hold on, <laughs> that's going to be the name of the episode. It's going to be Derek watches Ron Jeremy porn. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> all right, so. All right, that's basically it for the cast. It was written and directed by Robert Ravery. But here's a question, and, and this is just before we get into the movie, I wanted to ask you this, Eric. And this is just me being probably being not understanding the way things are done in the motion pictures. Is the executive producer the one who gives the money, or is it the producer, or is the producer just the manager of the money? Um, the other so executive producer fronts the money, and ultimately the executive producer does technically have final say in everything. Uh, <clears throat> the producer. Make sure shit happens. It's like oh. the producers are the, is the toughest job, I think, in on the whole in the whole gig. It's like requires a severely large amount of patience. It requires a severe large amount of pushiness. It, it, you have to. They're they're the ones that keep the 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 um, train on the tracks pretty much. Okay, and they're the ones that are usually busting the director's chops. Like, yo, this got we got to get this done now. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Okay, so yeah, because um, I know but the executive producer fronts the money, but the executive producer once everything's fulfilled, the executive producer can watch it and be like, "This sucks. We got to change this, 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 and this." So 
that also is part of it. So, so yeah. So in the, this motion picture, if you guys didn't know, was it? Well, I'm sure you guys know, but for our audience, this motion picture was actually executive produced by Quentin Tarantino and his production partner Lawrence Bender. They actually executive produced. They fronted the money for this motion picture. So I, I, I think this was the first movie because Lawrence Bender worked for Miramax at this point. So I think this was actually Quentin Tarantino's first movie he's ever executive produced. I think this is the first one he executive produced. So this is the, I guess you could say this is the first band apart, his production company that he did back in the day with Lawrence Bender. This was the first movie that they actually, he actually produced then before the, the other movies. Because the other movies, he didn't produce them. They were produced by Miramax and Lawrence Bender ran the show for that fact. But yeah, this was this was done by Quentin Tarantino. He he, he front of the money for this. So, and the budget. The budget for this movie was what? One point five mil. Holy shit! Are you I serious? Mean, that, that makes sense to me. Back then, in yeah. that film, like it I makes mean, sense. it was in, filmed in France too. I think so. It was probably cheaper to film there. Was it actually, in France? Actually, no, it was not. Really? Where was it filmed? L.A. Wow, they tricked me, bro. Yeah, dude. So okay, I FYI. It was in France. So here's the funny thing. So they filmed it. Okay, they filmed uh, everything in L.A. and in Long Beach. I was gonna say this during the we we're talking, but the only shots that are in France are the driving scenes outside of the cars. So the, okay, that's why that's why I got tricked. I thought they were really in France. I know. I mean, so, that was a lot of effects to try and put into a movie in '94. <laughs> I yeah. know. So, so really, so like, so like the the driving scene in the beginning with the credits, mm-hmm. and then the scenes at night where they're outside of the cars driving. You don't really see who's driving in the car. Everything's dark. But yeah, that's all, that was all done in one day. Yeah, they could do that with a B unit in France, yeah. and they just send over the dailies. You're good to go. Yeah, so that's all that was. Want to take a stab at the revenue generated by this movie? Go ahead, dude. Um, I'm gonna take a guess. Can I take a guess? Yeah, do it. I would say that it probably made like. I would say I'm gonna give you a range, like one to five million. I don't think it made a lot of money. Okay, one to five. Before I, because I already saw it, but before. I was I was like in the range of probably like five to ten, just for the simple fact of it being the Quentin name on it. Mm-hmm. Four hundred thousand like dollars. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. I I do not see this being a very well received film. This is definitely an art house flick. I I I I don't I we'll get to it, but it I see what you're saying. It is, but I I do not consider this an art house flick myself. <laughs> Well, I mean, the thing is, is that I remember when this movie came out. I remember the this is for all you kiddies in uh, that are under the age of 30, <laughs> 35, baby. So which is Derek, which is Derek. So the uh, <laughs> so, so I remember in the newspaper in the movie section they had one little square that said "Killing Zoe" and it listed the the theaters that they were showing it in Miami. And they only had it in like two theaters, one of which was the uh, uh, the art house cinema in Miami, which I, it escapes me now because they've closed down. They've closed down. They closed down like ten years ago. And then the other one was like so the the Miami Beach um, AMC, 
That's where they showed it in Miami. Two places. So this wasn't, you know. It wasn't widely distributed. It was not widely distributed. And I don't think it was going to be anyways. So I should mention that uh, you and I, Tomas, used to road trip quite a bit. Yes. And you brought up this movie on one of our road trips. It was the first time I've ever heard of this movie is when you yeah. brought it up on one of our road trips. And I never thought much of it. And, and just remember that you'd bring up the movie, how much you liked it. Um, and I didn't have any kind of, I never looked it up. I didn't look at the trailer. I don't, I didn't know anything about the movie. You hadn't really told me a ton about the movie. And so I hadn't really formed any kind of conclusion in my head, like what the movie was really about or what era it came out in. And I was surprised that this was a nineties movie for some reason, the way that you described this movie to me, I just assumed that it was a recent, Mm-mm. like, like 2000 teens movie. No. <laughs> when I looked at this, I was like, am I looking at the right movie? Yeah, you were way off, buddy. You are way off, dude. Is this the right movie? Is this what you talking about? Well, I funny thing too, speaking of the film, and I was saying this to Derek before you jumped on, Tomas, is that I've seen this movie before and I almost forgot almost everything about it when I was watching it. And it was like I was watching it fresh, but then I was remembering certain parts and stuff here and there. I was like, okay, I'm remembering some of this, but like, it's like it completely was erased out of my brain for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe I've gotten to the point where I've gotten so old that I've watched so many movies. Reach the end. You've run out of memory. It's like starting to rewrite over things. No, for real. I really think that's happening because people will say, hey, have you seen this movie? And I'll be like, no. And then I realize I watched it or I'll I'll think I saw a movie that I didn't see or I've seen a movie that I remember absolutely nothing about it anymore. When I used to remember everything about every movie I saw. So I think I've just run out of RAM. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. I, 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 mean, can, I can believe that. There's lots of things that get glitchy. You know, you start thinking that Blue Valentine must be a good movie. I mean, things get haywire. <laughs> Derek, uh, this, what you, your opinion means very little to me. Okay. I just want, <laughs> want to be very sure to let you know that. Folks right. at home, there's a mutual re- hatred slash respect over here. <laughs> and it, it flaps back and forth between one and the other. It's not ever yeah. the, both at the same time. It's no. always an extreme of one or the other. Yeah. Oh, it my is. God. It's like a paddle boat or something. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, before we get started, because I want to hear your guys' opinions of this movie, because I guess I've seen the movie a ton of times. Okay. Before I want to say anything, I want to preface this. This is not a masterwork of any kind, but it's a movie that I loved in the sense of it gave me an entryway. It was an entry piece with Boner. with uh with <laughs> a big old fuck you. Actually, Julie Delpy did give me a boner as a kid when I saw her naked. Either way, I didn't even think about the opening scene with (laughs) naked the whole time. Yeah, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, bro, you're you're it's 1993. You are you are a young, you know, hard 14 year old watching fucking Julie Delpy. 14 year old, (laughs) just walking around rigid all the time. He's just like, he's like Julie Delpy. Yep, fully torqued. I'm ready. Fucking yeah, dude. I'm like veiny and shit. Anyway, so, but no, like this movie kind of, this and Reservoir Dogs was one of the first two movies that I saw that was like, it gave me like the in into like independent flicks. So, mm-hmm. so, and, uh, but anyways, Reservoir I know Dogs are a good movie. So, all right, so let's go ahead and let me just hear what you guys have to say. <laughs> Derek, Thanks, Derek. What's, let's go with Derek first and then I want to hear what you have to say, Eric. Let's go, give, give me your thoughts. Guys. Oh man. Okay. Uh, so 
I, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I watched the trailer beforehand to, to try and set expectations, right, for whatever it was I was about to watch, especially because it was 20 years older than I thought it was at the time. Um, and, you know... Uh, Dude, you don't have to sugarcoat. Just fucking just say it, bro. It Okay, so this movie isn't that long. It's an hour and a half. Hold, hold on a second. Why do, you sugar, why do you sugarcoat for Tomas? And, but for me, you yeah. don't. <laughs> don't, don't sugarcoat. You're fine, that? dude, if you don't like it. <laughs> do we not remember the graceful rating I gave Magnolia? Gave, that wasn't graceful. It's because the movie's good. That's why you gave it that rating. Okay? I give it a 9.1, dude. dude. Like, like, you don't like of mine. Yeah. It's like you just destroy me. I don't give a shit if you don't okay. like it. Honestly, I really don't give a shit All if you don't right. like it. So here's go, the deal. Dude. I started watching this movie. It's only opinion. an hour and a half long. And the whole time, I was like, dear God, when does it start? Like, when does fucking something happen? <laughs> and then you you get what feels like an hour of just a night bender of being force-fed <laughs> drugs and, and various yeah. beverages that are questionably hygienic man that, that dude he took that like dirty ass glass he took it like a he took it like a and he's like here you go <laughs> and he drank it yeah well he didn't see that shit anyway oh. and they keep pumping him full of drugs the whole night and he's like vomiting everywhere meanwhile somebody's just fucking in the background like this okay it made me think of um the Johnny Depp movie, uh, Fear and Loathing, Loathing in Vegas, Fear, yes. and, lo- Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, <laughs> like just the the trying to portray on screen the perception of somebody under the influence, right? Trying to recreate that experience in film, and man, I was like, how much longer is this gonna go? I got the point. They're pumping him full of drugs. You could have told me that in the first like. 60 seconds if you did like a montage but it just and it's only an hour and a half it felt like it was an hour of just drug sequences it was about that long i think he's not off it was like and 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 i'm like it was about an hour i think it was more like closer to 45 minutes it was probably like 20 or 30 i could have no no it was about 30 no it was it was like 45 i think yeah but then but then you know you get I, i like hit the remote and i was like fucking what how much longer is there of this and i was like halfway through the movie and they were still going and they got to the point where they were going to rob a bank i was like oh shit they're actually going to put that in the movie they're, they're not cutting that out at the end or something like out of time folks uh, i mean it was it was a nice twist to see the girl working there right that that what i didn't see that coming i was wondering where it was supposed to play back in and and yeah it made sense whatever um, I didn't expect her to stand up for him and cover his ass. I mean, spoiler alert, folks, but if you haven't seen it, like, why are you here? I mean, it's, um, it's fucking almost 30. It's, it's almost 30 fucking years old. This movie's almost as old as Derek. We told you a month ago when we released the last episode. <laughs> this is what we were going to watch. Yeah, anyway, like, true. I didn't expect her to cover for him because, like, the last time we saw him, like, he, she was ass naked, thrown out in a hallway. Like... <laughs> That was awesome. No clothes or anything. And I mean, look, yeah, people deserve respect in general. And, and she's a prostitute or not, like that hurts. Like you're like, she wasn't even a jerk. She was she doing she the job. Like the she was making ju- money. She was like the sweetest prostitute of all time. 
and, and there's nothing there's Close no aspect it. of her character that makes you feel like she is a money grubber or that she is faking or that she is ungenuine about the experience that she is providing as a service like i don't i don't know i don't have any strong feelings on prostitution but shit she seemed like a nice girl you have to throw her ass naked out in the hall in the public like and then she covers for him i don't know i don't buy it i'm, I'm still curious like <laughs> I don't buy it. She had to have a long game. Like maybe she, I don't know, arsenic is drink or something three days after the movie ends or something. <laughs> what? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy fuck. If that's not a 90s independent movie ending, I don't know what is. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm going to save you from jail so that I can kill you myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Take a swig of that, bro. Drink your sorrows. I don't know. I mean, look, it, it wasn't bad the the whole movie, um, but it. I, I was waiting for like it to have a point at some point, and that didn't come. And no. like the guy, like his his buddy, who was like all friendly until like shit hit the fan, and he's just a dick. Like, what was your? So I, here's I didn't my care. Here's hearing the characters. So this movie, strangely, you know, I know you said, Eric, that it's not much of an art house flick, but actually it kind of is in the sense of the scene with the, the the safe scene. If you noticed, every time they went to the safe scene in the vaults, the walls were all red. And what's his name? Eric, kind of his mood changed every single time he went downstairs. Every single time he got more manic, more mm. out there, more berserk. He was and, just going down the down the the pipe at that point. And, yeah, exactly. And so, like, the thing was is that I think he, I think the characters were just they just were just changing as we was going along because they knew that you know well, the ones upstairs are just stupid. They're dumb fucking characters. But yeah, they were they were mostly just comedic points. So like yeah. they were just ad libbing. It felt like. So I promise that this is probably going to come across so condescending, and I <laughs> don't mean it that way. But why? But I mean it condescending. <laughs> no, yes, ahead, I don't. But what you just described—why does that make it an art house film? Because it's just the, because I mean, they, he, I does, think, that, which I think he tried to make it more of an art house, and I don't think it probably hit that well. Yeah, I don't. He, I think it missed by on a lot of ways. If that was the goal, I think you know? yeah. Because the thing is, is that according to what I've you know looked at and i've read is that the whole scene with the vaults is trying to represent like fucking Zed's like descent into madness as far as him dealing with everybody because the color he, I mean Roger Avery I think tried to do the whole color change thing where this color means this and this color means that and I know I'm I'm picking apart the movie I chose and that's kind of the reason why I want to do this with you guys because I want to pick apart the movie because I like the movie a lot and I'll probably still end up liking the movie just like Eric loves you know Blue Valentine and Derek hates it. Yeah, say it. <laughs> I like Blue Valentine. I liked it, but I mean, That's it's, two out of three of us because yeah, two out of three of us no movies. It That's may not why. be. It may not be. And just two out of three of us hate Collateral Beauty. But hey, case in point. <laughs> Again, just feeding into what I just said. Correct. But but what I'm saying is that like it's always good when you want to see these movies that you see what a director's trying to do and it's just not working. You see what he's trying to pull off, and it's just not working. It's not working. And this is one of those things where he is trying to show Zed's character in the way of he took this job from somebody he hasn't seen in fucking, I think they said like 
20 years. 10 years. 10 yeah. years since he was a, a teenager. And this guy's gone way Sorry, off 11 the years. 11 years. 11 years. Way off the deep end. He He's like a, an anarchist. Dude, the weird living arrangement. Yeah. He's like crawling through like an attic and a boiler room to get to a living space. Well, that's and Europe. it's this shitty that's little... Europe. Wait, wait, it's this shitty little room with a few little cots in there. And you know what? That's fine. Yeah, they, they're, they're poor. They don't have jobs, whatever. But he walks into the next room and it's like a beautiful giant room with this beautiful <laughs> desk and shit. Like he's the only one who gets a decent place to sleep. <laughs> I get that. And it's true. You're right. And it's funny. But like, but like, I think what they were trying to do is they're trying to show like, you know, like, like I said, Zed's kind of descent. Like he's the ringleader. And, he's got the opulence and or whatever. he's not going crazy. And it, the whole thing, the whole scene is just, it just does not come off the way it's supposed to come off. And I could tell that they had just painted those walls because the walls were painted so bad. <laughs> they were just shitty painted red. And that's the whole point is that it's just the, that whole vault scene is supposed to represent like just blood. And just violence, I think. Everything having well, to do with the vaults. Yeah. I mean it just is not it didn't pay off to me. It didn't pay like, off. No, it didn't. You know, it, it just it, it if you if you're going for like art house cinema, I mean I know that there's going to be a sense of um uh the abstract, you know. Yeah. It, but to me that's not really abstract. It's like, okay, you're painting the walls red to signify violence and he gets crazier and crazier every time he's in that vault. It's not really that abstract. I mean, that's pretty on point. <laughs> you know, it's like um, <laughs> you know, like I don't I that's why I'm like I don't see this as an art house film. You know, and maybe they were trying, like you said, it, that was probably the goal, but yeah. to me it was you just missed the mark. Uh, way off, you know was not a bullseye by any means. It wasn't even on the dartboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Derek plays darts. It's way off. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> We've never played darts together ever. You Derek's think? like, I am such a good dart player. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure me and Eric have played darts before. <laughs> you have no idea how good I am at darts. <laughs> yeah, we probably I'm have. so good at you don't even know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so good. <laughs> oh, thank God. you. Thank don't, you give me, don't send me down that path. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Trump. Anyways, all right. So and what, what about what, what else, Derek, did you want to think about? Talk to me about the movie. Um, man, the goons. They were, <laughs> he made, oh God, one of them gets shot. And like, it's such a heartbreaking moment for him to want to destroy the bank. And he loses his shit. And I was like, that was just fucking dude. I barely saw his face twice in this whole movie. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit about that guy. I don't even know what his name was. Or <laughs> was he in love with somebody? Did he, did he have a character built for him? No, no, I just, he's just dude number four or something. Um, and man, there was just a lot of that. Like there was a, what was the name of the actor? Uh, Cario Salim. He played Gene or Gene or I don't know, whatever. Um, I, it was another character. Like they kept like, um, I don't know, trying to like, he had, he had a, lines he like had moments with the lead cast and I still like, I don't fucking care about that guy. Like, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't have any any knowledge of his character whatsoever other than that he exists within this circle of people. So I don't know what his interests are or his love life or his hot struggles or anything. No, I, I, no. Shit, fuck, he died. All right, cool. Move on. There was a lot of that. 
There's a lot of that. I mean, it was like the old woman, the old woman that worked for the bank, and she got her, her brain blown out on the front of a. Uh, that was so he was gonna shoot her. He was gonna shoot her even if he got the information. Like, he was yeah, gonna he shoot was. her. It also like I don't. I I probably should wait till it's inconsequential characters and 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 choices and i'm like oh, sure all right i think He's i think the funny the thing is is that, that these are these are characters that you're not supposed to love you're just yeah, not but supposed if to you're like gonna them. make a deal out of like killing them or them being lost or injured or or being pivotal at all to somebody else mm-hmm. i need to have some inclination as to why we give a shit about that guy yeah, you or gotta girl, care. whoever it is yeah you gotta care and that's I, the problem with this film is i didn't give a shit about I, by, anybody by the end of this movie here's here's what i i decided um the 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 friend the french friend what was his name eric uh, eric 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 was a dick he probably shouldn't have been trusted in the first place i don't know why i think you can back to that guy zed doesn't know what the fuck he's getting himself into and he doesn't know how to say no about anything and and he really just kind of goes along with anything that fucking happens in his life he doesn't yeah. stand up for it. Yeah, not, and it's not that he he doesn't stand up for himself. He's, he just does just doesn't react. He doesn't care. He's apathetic. the things around him are just yeah. The things around him are just occurring in the same space as him. And and then finally, um, uh, Zoe. What the fuck is she, she works in the wrong bank and she had a bad day <laughs> and she barely fucking she, she couldn't fight the guy like she. I don't care. I don't care about this character anymore. <laughs> and so anything quite literally could have like, like they could have unlocked the safe and the entire building got hit by a meteorite. And I would have been sure. That's fine. That's an ending to a movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, that was very, such a it's very French example. Yeah. <laughs> it's because very French. Everybody dies. <laughs> I just, I just couldn't, uh, it, it didn't draw me in. And the That's whole time fine. I was just waiting for it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or for it to give me a reason to care, right? And, and, and I never got either of them. <laughs> yeah. And he's very happy it only was an hour and a half. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> That's the nice thing about this film is that like it was, you know, quick watch. Not didn't, yeah. take, didn't take three hours of your day. A four hour slow burn of this. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Eric, talk to me, dude. Let me hear so, what you have to say. I about. think this is a this is a pivotal moment for us here because I think that Derek and I are on the exact same page. <laughs> like literally <laughs> to the T. We are on the exact same page. Uh I didn't give a shit about anybody. I didn't care what was happening. <laughs> In fact, the first forty-five minutes, I was like, "Why? Why are we just watching?" Oh, shit's still on, dear. God. Yeah, and exactly. And why are we just watching them get high for this long? I couldn't remember when I originally saw it if I liked the movie or not. I thought I did because I don't remember disliking it, but I probably was a teenager the last time I saw it. Um, I mean, okay, look, this whole drug sequence. It, it, had, it. It, it had it had so much potential. If you're gonna dedicate this many seconds to showing me these characters and and they even had a moment where he sat down and he talked to one of the other dudes, one of the other like nobody goons. He sat and talked to him for a little bit and like he could have I could have learned about this character, I could have understood. You know why this motherfucker exists on the planet, what he cares about. And it just 
wasted all of that screen time <laughs> on portraying the experience of a drug-induced binge. And it was useless banter. Like, it was not... Substance at all was gone. Yeah, it didn't move the story at all. So, like, that was one of the things that I can see. Okay, you yeah, know, this is where the a connection to Tarantino is because Tarantino has useless banter, useless dialogue that does nothing for the story. But what it does do, which this guy did not do in this film, yeah. was it that useless banter with Quentin Tarantino is actually developing who this character is. Yes. Where in this movie, it's not. It's just no. literally just <laughs> no, words being right. said. You you're know? right. You're right. You're so right. So that's one of the reasons why I also was like, man, this is like, this first 45 minutes with the drugs is like brutal. You know, and Here, then, okay, but but okay, but if we talk about a Tarantino film, I think by the majority of people out there, the what you define as a Tarantino film, the characteristics that you think of, there is it is so rich with um, good writing, everything having meaning <laughs> and importance and impact that you can watch that movie on mute and still enjoy it and understand what is happening, the events that are transpiring and all of the different meanings behind these things, the audio and the dialogue are rich and, yes. and, and have a huge impact on the story. But there's so much else to the movie that is rich and context and gives you so much of an inkling of what's going on. Uh, absolutely. And, right. and, and, uh. this, and this movie, it was just yammering for an hour about nothing and so, it actually meant nothing. Yeah. And so you were left with nothing. Which, which I mean that you're, you're, I uh, completely agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you, which does not happen often. But, <laughs> we, but also, you're, you're right. The richness also, is. Also, Valentine sucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you're the doing richness, so well, Derek. I know you were. I'm about to start saying this movie was great just to fight you. <laughs> so, um, the richness of Tarantino films is absolutely there, but like, and you're right, you can love a Tarantino movie and watch it on mute, but I think that's mainly not just because, you know, it's rich, it's because we've watched these movies so many times that we don't need to watch it with the audio on, you know, that's, that's it, it, they're rewatchable. Yeah. But, but beyond that, like, even still take the, the richness of the depth of the entire scope of the film away and just look at the dialogue that's happening in the scene. Yeah, they might be talking about foot rubs or they might be talking about fucking the French McDonald's. But what you're getting out of that is who this character is. Yeah. You're still getting that from these stupid conversations where in Killing Zoe, it meant nothing at yep. all. And then yep. and then also too besides it meaning nothing, let's just talk about the title of the film. It why is it called Killing Zoe? She didn't die. She didn't, she die. didn't die. She barely got even, threatened. She was in a scuffle. Yeah, she was in a scuffle. <laughs> and also, too, to go back to that scuffle, how is it that Zed and this chick couldn't take this 85-pound French guy down? Like, <laughs> who's, who already who's had his absolutely foot. high the entire yeah. time. Yeah, no, and he's, he's high off his he's ass. High, he's high off his ass. He doesn't and, have a foot. He exactly. Have a foot. Yeah. And, he, and he's walking around normally with a fucking, with yeah. missing all his toes. There's but. so many inconsistent. That's also too like. <laughs> listen, I don't have a problem with the movie, especially when it's a. Uh, obviously, this is a low budget film. Uh, first film, I guess for I guess is it Roger Avery's first film? I'm guessing. I, I, I don't know, but either I, way, yeah. I, but either way, I'm sure it's early career film. Yeah. I'm okay with mistakes. That's fine as long as it as long as the story still makes sense to me. But there was so many really bad mistakes in this film, or things missed opportunities, such as him not walking with a limp. 
also too there was the scene when they were getting <laughs> i forgot all about that yeah part. yeah when they were get. remember when they went to that club when they first got into that club and there was a band playing in the background <laughs> the drummer wasn't even really it you could see he wasn't he even was playing, playing. Yeah, he was convincingly playing it's it was true. so bad on, on like a lot of so it was very distracting <laughs> When those things are distracting, and for a minute I was like, "Oh, this has got to be on purpose." No, it wasn't on purpose. It was he picks up a trombone and acts. Okay, Uh, okay. Let's set aside the fact that I've I've grown up around musicians. I've seen almost every instrument played. I I know what it looks like to actually play a lot of instruments. And a lot of times, whenever I watch movies or film, if I see a band on the screen, I can usually tell if they're just faking it or if they're you know, actually playing those instruments. And this wasn't even trying to make it work. And he just picked up a trombone and started playing. And <laughs> like, that's not even, what it, it's, it's, it, this is akin to someone sitting down at a drumstick uh, at a drum, a drum set, picking up the drumsticks, putting them under their armpits and then tapping the cymbals with the backs of their hands. Like they know what the hell, like that's not how you play a drum set. That, yeah. that doesn't convince anyone. It was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, so when, when you notice those bad things and then you're having a hard time connecting Focusing. with characters or, or understanding the storyline, then it makes the rest of the, it makes it everything else distracting. So you're just looking for mistakes. And that was a major problem for me with this film is that like, it got to the point when I saw one mistake and then there was no payoff. And then I'm watching this banter that has no payoff. Now I'm just looking. <laughs> now I'm just looking for mistakes, and I'm also looking for like Derek. I'm looking for something to care about. I'm looking know? for anything that means any has any impact on this story, like anything that I should actually pay attention to, because everything I've seen so far has been entirely disregarded. I mean, I barely. The only point that you barely got any meaning of, at the end of the movie, was that. The prostitute actually did like him, but like, who who fucking cares though? Like, it wasn't even <laughs> you like barely it. care. You're just yeah. like, oh, I made a connection. I understood that well, there was one piece of information, and then later it was also important. I, like, that's the only time it happened in the whole fucking movie. Yeah, and another thing too, <laughs> like, that, yeah, he's right. And then another thing too that like really kind of like bothered me is like the connection they had is because she had an orgasm. Like that's why yeah, that was it. That's, that that's was it. it. That was your that was connection it. to this. That man. was is it. That like, Oh, I actually had an orgasm with you. So that means Mind you, the, the like, only, what? okay. At, the, at this point in the movie, they're talking about the reasons that, you know, they like each other, the good characteristics about the person. And his retort was, cause you keep talking. That was, that was the characteristic about her that he liked is that she kept asking questions about him and and was carrying a conversation on mind you i mean you're paying for company and she was company she was I, being pleasant you know this is a shame here tomas i feel really bad about this because like what? i i knew i didn't like the movie that much but now <laughs> i really hate it like i like the more we talk about it the more we talk about it, like I dislike Dude, this film this more is, and more. I'll be honest with you. This is why I want to have these conversations because I don't. I mean, we can always pick a movie that all of us like, or we could pick a movie that like good I movies. like. <laughs> no, I mean, you picked Collateral Fucking Beauty, dude. So yeah, don't even talk. The, there's nothing worse than I've seen. And, on no, this no, 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 no. Definitely worst no, movie. No, no. He well, didn't see. I've you, seen that. I've you didn't. Seen. You didn't That's see in the army. Now that's the worst movie. I need to go back and watch it again. 
I just feel yeah, like every time to... you guys bring up collateral beauty, I'm like, at least they're not talking about it in the army now. <laughs> but I just want to point out that Derek has brought the worst movies. Yes, he has. Hands down. You know, I even I brought Kroll, and Kroll is not this bad. So. No, 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 Kroll's great. Like, nostalgically great, but like, way better than collateral beauty. So, <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. But no, I mean, you know, look, listen, listen, look. I get, I see the drawbacks. And, and you're right. Like, when you know, going back to what you were saying about you know the conversations and all that shit, and the banter. I mean, perfect example of banter is the be- opening sequence in fucking Reservoir Dogs, the Madonna like a virgin. I mean, that whole sequence is the best fucking scene because it goes from Madonna like a virgin to uh, Mr. Pink not wanting to tip waitresses and. And um, what's his name? Um, Harvey Keitel's character be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, and then they get back. To At least it. I cared about those characters. And you know why you cared and why the that banter was great? Because you were fucking learning about those yeah. guys from those stupid conversations. The whole time. I yeah, was the getting time. to understand the characters yeah. and thus going to care about the characters and, spoiler alert, yeah. their inevitable end. I get that. And and and, and, and that's, the, that's the thing. that, that, that That's where you see... Like in this movie with Roger Avery, that's why you see that like Quentin Tarantino and him, Roger Avery needed him more than Quentin Tarantino needed Roger Avery. Uh, that's for sure. I mean, I don't doubt that by any means. And I'm not saying that as a knock to the film. I, I mean, no. it's, it's just the truth. You can it's tell yeah. in this film, you know. It's apparent. You know, you can see that, you know, like Roger Avery has his merits. He has his thing, but... Quentin Tarantino did not need Roger Avery more than 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 Roger Avery needed Quentin Tarantino for sure a hundred percent and and um I mean in regards to certain scenes in the motion picture like I mean that whole like sequence in the bathroom let's just jump around to that the sequence in the bathroom where all of a sudden <laughs> Eric is fucking some dude in the bathroom. That's, uh, yeah, that I scene, guess maybe that scene, that could have been anybody. Well, no, the thing is that the, it he was he was actually fucking um, Francois, which is the uh, the Vietnamese dude, uh-huh. and that was oh, supposed the to, one who dies. Yes, and that was supposed to represent the French, you know, fucking over Indochina. I don't realize. Uh, okay, okay, case. hold on here. Which Look, is, there was a moment of character but, building, and I didn't even get but, to see the guy's face to know who it was. But for me. <laughs> That's that the, scene was more fucked up. Now I understand up. why he was so upset about the guy it's dying. It's a missed That's, opportunity. That scene was more fucked up for me, though, because just before that scene happens, when they're in the car, Zed finds out that fucking, or in the bar, I don't know if it's the bar or in the car, Zed finds out that fucking Eric has AIDS, and he's fucking some dude in the bathroom. So that scene for me was just like, that's fucking nuts. One, he'd been sharing needles with everybody all night. Exactly. And it's just, just like, you're just like, Wow, like this guy is on a complete and utter like self-destructive like like they which that's the only that was the only thing that I was able to make the connection of why this guy was like has an I don't give a fuck attitude. That was the only thing. But otherwise, like but I didn't care about him enough to like be like, oh, this is But then you're wondering and then you're wondering look, like I said. I understand the shortcomings of this motion picture. I get why I like it, and that's really—it's only the reason because of of a more of a nostalgic personality. I get not when I'm watching the movie again, and I've seen the movie like 15, 20 times, and and I enjoy it for the simple fact of the nostalgic aspect of it. But 
when you look at it through the glass of what do I see in this motion picture, there's not much to like. And you mean kind watching of, the movie? <laughs> yeah. And the, kind of the thing is that with Roger Avery, when he did this movie, which was just like, I, I think was a travesty also in and of itself, is that he used, kind of he used it like a MacGuffin almost for that character. Where he's just like, yeah, it was cheap. You know, it was cheap. It was cheap to just throw in AIDS. There was no substance to AIDS. it. There was no reason. There was no bearing. It didn't exactly. have any point you know, to the story. And that's why we didn't give a shit. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. And, and, and it sucks because AIDS is a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing on every single level, especially at this point when this yeah, movie this came point out. in time, yeah, at this point in time. I mean, AIDS was you know fucking debilitating. I mean, it was deadly. You had AIDS, you were done. Yeah. So. So, you know, we're not, it's not at this point in time nowadays where, where you have a chance of living something of a life. I mean, you do, you straight up can live with AIDS. They can even bring it down to HIV. They can even yeah. make HIV non-existent in your... It's pretty crazy now. It's pretty crazy you know? now. But yeah. back in 93 or 92 when they were filming this movie, I mean, it was a fucking death sentence. The minute you got HIV, you were it was a death sentence. You were eventually going to get AIDS and you were going to die. And... Them putting it in this movie, it just didn't. Well, do they anything. don't. They don't even take a beat to to let that sink in. They, in a moment, they mention it. He comments on the needles. Our main character Zed has half a beat to think about it before he's thrown into another situation with another drug and another, you know, beverage or whatever. And then he gets just shaken awake the next morning with no time to reflect on the events that have transpired for us to have any moment to digest that maybe it meant something that we know that now. And he gets thrown into a bank robbery. And like there's and, no. And I don't think it's even, I don't think he even knows what happened. He really doesn't know because he's so high. At this point, and so drunk that I don't think he remembers anything that happened that night. I just, I just still don't care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I just, don't, I don't. I just, I'm having trouble finding yeah, a fuck. I, I just, and yeah, I don't care at all. I've looked know? far and wide, and there are just no fucks and, around. And, and I agree with you. I agree with you. Which is I mean, why it's I COVID, to guys. The fucks are the shortage is really. It's hitting home. <laughs> All right. Well, so okay. Geez. I think, I don't know if you guys want to, you guys were done talking about the movie. You good? I do want to talk about one more thing. So okay, go ahead. There was a couple things that like there's a few things that didn't make any sense to me. And okay. One of the ones. <laughs> a few? Yeah, actually, there was. There was <laughs> like I'm a, trying not to interrupt, but you're God. No, there was, there was 90 bit. minutes of me not making any sense. <laughs> So there's Minus two movies. So two minutes. So there were so there were, so there were two minutes that made sense to you in the movie because it was ninety two minutes. Yeah. Long. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was that the AIDS moment that I unfortunately didn't care about, which I would like to, but I didn't. Um, but I oh god a, that moment when they were at the safe first and they were trying to get him to open the safe, the manager or whatever. In what world does someone not open the safe? Right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm talking about now you go to jail, you're still alive. There's no world in which the, someone's holding a gun to a patron or to a coworker's head that you're not opening that safe. Like this guy, first of all, uh, what does like, who, like who owns this bank that this guy's like, no, you can kill everybody. I'm not opening that safe. It's the federal reserve. That's one. It doesn't. Okay. Okay. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. He should have opened it. When you want to depict a character that works out in the most valuable of protection scenarios, 
it's a big badass dude like Dwayne Johnson, who has got like 30 other guys that are just standing around with firearms, ready to gun down anybody who walks through the door. Like that's how you portray that yeah, character. This guy was yeah. not like, a dude who's just pissing himself and crying. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, he's still not going to tell you. It was like Uncle Francois that just lives down the road at the from the <laughs> coffee shop. That like is just a regular old dude, and there was zero security. Like, and this is the Federal Reserve, and there's no armed guards. There's there. this like, shitty paint job on the yeah, wall. Yeah, like, I know. Like, dude, this, that's like. <laughs> I don't even, dude, the oh, only fuck. time that I think people are going, like, I don't, I, even the Federal Reserve in the United States, it, first of all, if anybody even got that far, which they never would, <laughs> okay, no. but if they even got no. that far, the um, they, they're the going to even blow say, that shit flat to the ground before they let somebody walk out exactly. with any of it. <laughs> but even if they did, like, I I, I highly doubt they're going to be like, listen, hey, uh, uh, Hank, we're going to need you to not open that safe and everyone can die. <laughs> everyone can die for the money that's in this safe because okay, we care okay. more about our Wait. Federal Reserve money than we do human life. Like, come on, man. Get they, get, they get into the safe and it turns out there is an armed guard locked in, in the, safe. the safe. Yes, yes. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. Okay, here that's not even the worst part about this. Later on, Zoe is going downstairs and she says we can lock ourselves in one of these saves to keep safe. There's other saves with dudes locked in them that are just sitting around listening to the outside of this yeah. shit going down yeah. and bombs going off. And yeah. he's just sitting there holding his gun, trembling, waiting for somebody to come in. Dude, like, and, I, and I thought it was that was crazy. I thought it was a great scene where he's like there with the, the half blown up fucking security guard. And then the security guard's like, hold my hand. And he just shoots him in the head because he doesn't understand French. I was like, okay, dude. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I just thought he did it out of mercy. Yeah, well, that he probably didn't even have a clue what the guy do, said. He did do it out of mercy because he didn't know what the guy said. The guy said, "Hold my hand," and he didn't know what he said. He just because he looked down. At I the didn't gun. even realize that. I thought yeah. that he heard the "hold my hand" and then still. Yeah, shot so him. did I. I thought I didn't realize that was in French. I guess because I was reading and I just didn't. Yes. Even <laughs> yeah, yeah. Half, my, the whole half was, of the movie is in French. Yeah, he was in. It was in French, and he was. He didn't. He didn't understand him. And because so when he saw the security guard look down at the gun in his hand, it was he thought, a mercy oh, killing. just shoot me. Yeah, it was a head, mercy. But it's like, I was like, that's the only time. And then See, the funny thing look, is, is that, another like, point to build characters and guy, you don't explain it. You didn't, I, I didn't catch that. He didn't understand the French. That was a character building moment. You could have portrayed more clearly. And no. I mean, he said it like plenty of times. So. Yeah, I mean, but, he said it. Well, he just said it once. He just said, hold my hand once, but it was in no, French. No, but I mean, he, I mean, Zed say yeah, but you're not thinking French. it in that moment because all of the people are speaking French that entire sequence and you just keep reading subtitles that's kind of what you do it's fine <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know man like it, it, it's just there's those things don't make sense to me like especially the at the safe I was just like this is not this would not happen because if it was me <laughs> or anybody else to be like all right we're gonna open the safe we're not gonna blow this chick's brains out in front of me like or we'll open it up as like, much as i don't like sally this is yeah exactly just like and, you know <laughs> i'm not gonna i don't care like it's money that is also and then i'm thinking when things like that happen, insured i think yeah that's what i was thinking in my yeah, head. Like, yeah, all exactly. of this is insured who cares open and the it, safe and if this is and if this is france that money is definitely gonna be insured by the government <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's a government money. That's the other thing. They just make more. They could just print more. That's what I'm talking about. Like if it was the U.S. federal, like it's Reserve. gold bars. I get it, but you just 
print more money and say like, oh, those old I mean, gold bars that we it, still have were worth more. I'm wondering to myself, I'm like, would Roger Avery, would it have been smart if it was just a regular bank instead of the, the Federal Reserve Bank of France? Because I know where the Federal Reserve Bank is in Miami. And there is no way they would have walked in the doors with masks and not Dude, been shot. You wouldn't. You probably can't just go in there at all. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> exactly. just like, hey, I'm I'm Eric Carpenter. I'd like to see the Federal Reserve. You guys want like, some Girl Scout no. cookies? Yeah. Like, I have a buddy of mine that worked there as a security guard. He was. He would tell me stories of like what he would do on a daily basis. I'm like. Are you sure he's not in the fucking army, dude? Like, are you? That's what I'm serious? saying, dude. We wouldn't even get. Th- no one would get that far, and if you did, <laughs> the safe would just be opened. But it's the fucking French. Wait, bro. and there was a guy. There was a guy it's praying or something under the bank. What'd you say? There what? was a what? There was a guy that was. Who was the guy that they found in the cubicle? He was like uh, praying just, or something yeah. in the bank. It's just some random guy. Yeah, like. Like, I mean, hospitals have chapels. I get it. But you know, you know what else is funny, too? The random American guy that they just. Oh, yeah. Down. Like, if you guys had, if it wasn't for us, you'd all be speaking German. German? I'm like, yeah, like, fucking guy. Another thing is, too, is like, no, no American dude is doing that. They're going to be like trying to crawl out of the Maybe door. Maybe that's like, how they perceive. Maybe that's how the French people see us. Maybe. I don't know. But he like. Was, and it was so, it was so like just some dude with a mustache, a baseball cap. And it like said USA. He was a total dick. I feel like he just like said USA on his hat or something. Like it was like (laughs) the most American trope that you can think of. Is it time to go to ratings? Yeah, this is this is not. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) I had a lot of problems with this film. (laughs) It's all good. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. All right, so (laughs) all right, let's go to the ratings. All right, Derek, what's your rating on this motion picture, dude? All right, how well was it made? Two point (laughs) three. Uh, I didn't. That's see very any, generous. I didn't see any <laughs> glaring problems with the way that it was shot, or or um, it's mostly editing and storytelling and scripting and character building and every other part of the movie. Um, <laughs> how much did I enjoy this movie? Uh, Two point one. It if 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 it's on the TV and you're in a waiting room, sure, why not? Um, and that brings this us would, to a four point four. This would not be shown in a oh, public waiting room. Waiting room. Like this, at a pediatric office yeah. on the waiting room. TV. <laughs> exactly. Let's let's cue up the scene of some dude getting fucked in a bathroom by a guy with got AIDS for sure. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the Hallmark version. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this would not. That's like five minutes of this movie is Hallmark. I mean, literally the scene that's Hallmark is him in the in the taxi. Maybe cab, if they play it in reverse, fr- it can be a redemption story. <laughs> It's like Memento went on acid. This movie, so I don't yeah. want to watch this movie. Four point four. I don't want to watch this movie in reverse. I don't want to watch this movie ever again. I do not want to watch it in a hearse. <laughs> I will not watch it. In- oh my god! All right. What is I, your rating, Eric? All right, Eric. Um, I, it's really you gave it a four point four. Yeah, that's really interesting because you know what I gave it, Derek. I gave it a four point three. Nice. Well, you're abusive yeah. anyway, so. It's <laughs> Oh my god. Breaking oh, all of our emotions shit. every day. <laughs> Tomas, what do you say, sir? I'm just gonna give it a five for the nostalgic aspect of it for me. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with a five on this. Because you know it's what? not great. You don't have to justify your good. score. You can you call it whatever you want. You know what? And I don't need to justify it because I fucking hate you. So 
All right, so <laughs> so yeah, top shelf, gentlemen. Top shelf. I'm gonna go with mine first. Wow, guys. Derek, and that was very aggressive. You're really excited he's, about. Top he's like, shelf. he really wants. He's to get this so psyched about top shelf, dude. dude <laughs> he's you don't know how we psyched I am on. about yeah. my top. All right, shelf. well, I'm gonna go forward with mine first. All right, okay. So, so my top shelf is gonna be. It's kind of basic in regard. Not basic, but it's kind of um very in the in the news now. And it's it's a reiteration of a previous top shelf I had, and it's because it's in the news. I'm gonna I'm gonna use it as today as well to repeat. So my top shelf is the graphic novel known as Mouse. Mm, I heard about this. All right, so I, if you've never read the the graphic novel Mouse, I'd suggest you go out and buy it. Um. So recently, support the author. Support the author. This yeah. is a Pulitzer Prize winning graphic novel. Have you ever heard? Have you ever seen this graphic novel, Eric? That that's a no for me. Okay, so the, it's it's spelled M A U S. It's written it's written and drawn by a gentleman by the name of um, Art Spiegelman. Okay, he's an American uh, political and comic book uh, um, illustrator. Okay, cartoonist, and he basically made a graphic novel depicting his father's experience during the Holocaust as a Czech Jew. But the cool thing about the story... It's told from a perspective that kids, can, eh, like, younger age children, like probably like teens. Pre-teens, pre-teens yeah. like 11-year-olds and up okay. can understand. Because the thing is, is that the characters that are Jews are mice. The Nazis are cats. Okay, and so it depicts the Holocaust in a way where you are going to where it, it un, children can understand it, but it's not as graphic as seeing like actual news footage of what happened at the concentration camps and things of that nature. So it's a way for kids in the sense of not I'm not talking like eight, seven, eight year olds. No, they won't understand. It's horrifying. But like mm-hmm. 10, 11, 12 year old kids who might be a little bit more mature or at least 11 year old kids like in sixth grade and up fifth and sixth grade can read it. And it depicts the experience of Spiegelman's dad and what he did after. And it also talks about how his dad was in the States too. And what they had to endure and what he had to deal with his parents. So, and, and it won the Pulitzer prize for, for writing. Like, I mean, it was a Pulitzer prize winning graphic novel that came out in the early to mid nineties. And, um, well, and this this film this uh, this book is it's become one of those books that is uh, it's on it's on the school reading list. Yes, right? with Grapes of Wrath and Gatsby and you know, uh, gosh, all all of the other like like yeah um, Shakespeare and all of the artists that y- you can see and learn tremendous things from by the impact they've had on their industry mm-hmm. and this artist has been resurfaced and it's become a bit of a book burning situation yeah so recently there was a county in tennessee mcminn county in tennessee they had a unanimous vote and they banned the book from the county public library yeah from the county Uh, schools could they give a reason because it had it depicted violence from the holocaust and nudity now they're it's, mice, right? Yes, yeah, they're mice. Yeah. They're mice. Well, uh, I will. I, I should they're mention that they're anthropomorphic. They're anthropomorphic. So there were breasts on a mouse. Um, 
But okay, it was so, done. It was done in the context of what was happening during the Holocaust. Okay, so then then Schindler's List should be pulled off of. I mean, that is exactly the fucking point. Exactly, that is exactly the fucking point. Exactly, the, like, that makes you're depicting like, I'm history. So mad, right? Like I'm literally <laughs> yes, no, like, that, that's, that's why right I wanted now. to bring it to. I wanted to put it on here. I know we don't have a large audience, but I wanted to bring it to my audience because again, because this is one of the reasons why, and I don't want to politicize this this podcast is not the point but this it's history. is history this is it one is of those history. things it's history and it's it's it scares the shit out of me that you have these people who have probably never read a fucking page out of this book and don't understand what's happening in the book because it's it's about the dad's experience but it's also about the son dealing with his dad and what his dad is telling him and what he feels that why are you fucking the way you are? Why are you somewhat something of an asshole? Because you're treating your because his he, you treated my mom like a piece of shit. I hated you growing up. So it's kind of like his also very cathartic way of dealing with his dad and finding out why his dad is the way he is. So it's not just about the Holocaust, although that's a main point of it. But it's also the like the whole the whole book is themed that way. It, yeah. It, it's it really very good. much so help, and if you honestly, if you think about any persecuted group in history, yeah, cat and mouse is pretty safe in my mind. That's a safe way to try and depict something, a complex topic to a younger mind. Yeah, you and 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 it's and, and it's the way that things were during the Holocaust. You have characters that show up, and within five minutes of them showing up, they die. Because yeah. it's just how the Germans were, do- the Nazis were doing with the Jews. They saw somebody, and if, if whether there was a reason or not, they may have killed them for no reason other than they were just there. So, I thought whenever I was reading the article, they were talking about one of the reasons that it, they had cited as a ban being necessary was that, uh, and I disagree with it being banned for the record. Um, but the that it. Uh, painted a, a negative light on one group um being nazis being, yeah. well being <laughs> white folks and you know there's been a big upright a, a, a lot of people are upset about i think you meant to say alt so not upright i think you <laughs> are you serious not you wrong me? they said not this wrong. well and and you know, if you think about like how a lot of people are upset about critical race theory being taught or or not being taught in, in some cases, don't you know, get me started. It, it can paint a negative light on a group of people that were wrong at the time and and didn't know it at the time, but it is history. And okay. the thing is, history is not. It's not a. You can't. <laughs> something it's tells not, it's not subjective. It, it is absolute. It, yeah, is, it happened. Yeah. yeah. There, there's uh. something tells me that I feel like, and and this is just an assumption that could be wrong. But these same also people pissed off. We can't talk. Yeah. These are, <laughs> these are probably the same people that are mad about their Confederate statues being pulled down. Yes. A hundred percent. You're probably not wrong. You know, and, and uh, I, you know, that's just my, that's just my theory. I don't know if I'm correct and that I'm not making an absolute statement here, but. This is the same people that had a book burning that they showed on Facebook at some church had a book burning. And I was like, do these people not understand? They burned those books. Oh yeah. So in that same town. There are lots of groups that were burning the book. 
I don't think the oh school actually put burned the no. book. They just banned it. It was a bunch of churches that got together and they it was churches. Yes. Oh my they, god. They they got together. They made a big fucking bonfire. One in particular made a big bonfire and burned books and paraphernalia that were considered to be cursed or oh evil. Oh my word! Well, in we're heaven. talking about mouse. We're talking about Harry Potter. We're talking yeah, about yeah. these are the kind of fucking people that I'm talking about, dude. And it's oh. it fucking and I'm so upset because it's like, dude. You've probably not read a fucking page, a word, a word, not a page. A page is too much. A word out of this fucking It's a graphic book. novel. There's not many words yeah, per page. It's, it's a fucking, but there's, it's, but there's it's mouse a goddamn boobies. comic book, there's bro. Mouse there's boobies. mouse boobies. There's mouse boobies, so because oh there's mouse boobies. Oh, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure he was pissed too because uh, in certain scenes in the book, the mouse to, you know, save his ass, he actually wore masks. And it was he wore pig masks and he wore cat masks. So what was he fucking doing? Whiteface? What the fuck, bro? What the fuck? Okay, okay. So this goes without saying. M O U S is the name of the book. M A U S. M A U S. Sorry, M A U S. Yeah, you can buy. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're going off on a tangent, but go buy the book. Support the author. It's only twenty bucks. Be educated on why you like it or hate it. You can buy the. You can buy the. You can buy the hardcover on Amazon for twenty bucks. It's worth it. I do have to say something, guys. I am not going to support a book that subjugate that subjugates women. That subjugates Nazis. Okay, I'm not doing that. They were people too. Eric, what's your top shelf? Dear God. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Okay, no, no, I don't no, know. That was a good there. thing to bring up, and I mean, I'm that I'm I'm obviously livid about it, and I don't, and I've never even heard of the book till now. I just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it, only, it only comes so, up in and, the and, feed and, of the and, most and, of you know, cultured. And, and okay, this is the last thing I'm going to say. <laughs> it's, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know, you know, and, and, and this is the last thing I'm going to say is that you know they're trying to not even tell kids in junior high about the Holocaust. They're Bringing it up and saying that they don't want to bring it up in school. It's such like, a huge part of the world's history. The world's history. The wor- yeah, not just a small history. group I of people. Said, I said the world's, yes. And don't get me started that some counties and some city commissions have bills in front of them to uh, not talk about, um, not have a Black History Month either. Oh, I mean, listen, God. man. I mean, as the as the only that's even worse. The only because, black like, person that's here. here. You obviously, no, I have a problem <laughs> because with it's that. critical race theory. Apparently, I mean that hits. That's that's okay. That's down the street from us, where we all live. That's down the street from us, where all that shit happened. So guys, I know, guys, and I just it actually occurred. Don't I, let anyone tell you it didn't. <laughs> this is our. This is this is where, like, I guess this is where our podcast lives are starting to get blurred because exactly. this is no longer a movie. A movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's It's a common sense podcast. Oh god! Oh god! I know, I know, I know. That's my bad. I'm sorry, guys. No, no, it's fine. I think it was good to be. We could, we should, we can talk about these things, and I think they should be talked about. And people need to know that that is wild for us as all three of. That's something that we, even though Derek is a piece of shit, (laughs) one thing we know for sure is that this is something we all agree on that this is that's wild yes. this is wild times and that's wild shit and it's yeah. unacceptable 
and I'm not behind it. And a hundred percent. I now need to go read Mal because I don't mouse because I don't know anything about it. Read it. Go read order it. it. Everybody, it. Buy it everybody go buy a book. It. Buy it and read it. It's worth it. It's worth it, dude. You can get you put it on get, your shelf at least. You at least you'll it. look cultured. You can Shut read up, it. And you'll, you'll be, you can read it, dude, and you'll be done with it in like maybe a day or two. It's that I will. good. I will. It's, that good. it's funny. Uh, Derek, the our our uh, our token white guy said, I need to get more culture. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Derek. What is, what's the ongoing thing? I'm some sort of pompous asshole. Doesn't that fit the character? Smug, or something? arrogant bitch. There you go. That's Smug what it is. <laughs> anyway, Here. So, All right, Eric, before we yours? get more mad <laughs> together, we commiserate together about like, 20 minutes on one top show. <laughs> politics. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, uh, so I, I forgot to choose a top shelf, but I just remembered one right now while we were, while we, before we got into the haze of shit that we just went into. But, um, there's a show I, I, on on HBO, and there's a lot of controversy behind it. People, it's very polarizing. People really love it, and people really hate it. Um, but it's called Euphoria. Have you guys watched this? I've mm, never seen it, yeah. but I want to. My daughter okay. wants to. I'm like, no, you're not going to see the show. No, no, not no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I have not seen it. I have heard about it. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, let your daughter steer clear. Give her a few more years before she jumps yes, into that. Exactly. Boat. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it is a, a show about um, kids in high school. Isn't and it just like Gossip Girl turned up to 11 or something? No. I mean, I've never... Actually, my wife has told me the storyline of Gossip Girl. It's an, I, I don't know about it, but she got into it. Um, it's, it's nothing. It's good trash TV, dude. It's, it's trash TV. You, you would know. So um, <laughs> I believe you. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's, about, it's a TV show about a uh, group of kids in high school, and they're dealing with... A lot of different things. It's drugs, use, sexuality, um, um, race. All of that stuff is is part of it. But it's it's gritty, and it's hard, and it's tough. But it is beautiful, guys. Like this is um, such a wonderful juxtaposition of the art form. Like being able to see amazingly beautiful imagery with content that is so hard and tough and rough and and gritty um and it's just a wonderful collage of um of cinema to me and i know it's not cinema it's it's a television show but it's a cinematic television show um and it's well written yeah hbo does that yeah they're 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 one of the best uh it's well written uh it's to me, I think it's the best shot television show out right now. It looks gorgeous. Um, it's the it's acted so well, and you know Zendaya's in it. Uh, and this is not the Spider Man Zendaya that you guys are looking for, because I know that that's your shit. This is not that one. This is not her. <laughs> you know, Look at him knowing uh, the name of a Marvel movie. Is it, she like, is, is, it almost seems like she's not wearing makeup on the show at all. She doesn't, either. and in fact, they they put like um they make her face uh they they mess up with her complexion because she's a drug addict in the in the in the show um and uh it's it is so good on on a lot of levels and um something happened they're in season two right now um and the reason why i'm bringing it up and i'm not going to tell you what happened but i've never been uh so moved by the opening 20 minutes of a television show uh in the last episode i guys i cried in the Mm. first 20 and and i looked at my wife and i was like why is this hitting me so hard why am i being feeling so affected by this and she said it's because you you know and you love drug addicts that's why so like it's it's so especially if you have someone in your life that's ever struggled with drugs or someone that um or you knew or even just secondhand 
it is such a powerful show in looking at the nature and what drugs do to you. And then also just dealing with like that awkward stage of sexuality and also awkward stage of life as a teenager. And then dealing with your, your absolute dysfunctional parents that you have. Sure. It is such a well done show. Um, I love it. And it's polarizing right now because a lot of people, there's of course groups, probably the same groups that want to burn mouse. Uh, yeah, I heard about this. Is, that think that this is promoting drug use. It is if you're if you yeah, have like a single brain cell, the actions yeah, of, of drug use and exactly. unsafe sex and it's all those not. things. If you have a single brain cell in your head, <laughs> which they don't. Yeah, it, it, you watch the show and there's nothing glamorous about the lifestyle. It's not. It doesn't. There's nothing ever, at, at any point throughout the show that I thought to myself like, "Oh shit, I want to go start uh, sh- taking heroin." I want to go start snorting cocaine. Hey, babe, like, you, of, you, you, you got some Molly on you? Exactly. None of that ever <laughs> went through my head, okay? Because it's not. It's, it's fucking tough, man. It's really, really tough. And um, the, I'm just impressed with the acting. The acting is so good. And these are kids that, at as of season one, besides Zendaya, they were all – or Zendaya, however you say her name – um, they were I think all it's Zendaya. My daughter keeps correcting okay. me. Okay, Zendaya. Um, Everybody I hear says Zendaya. I well, don't know, whatever. Doesn't I guess, matter. I guess we're we're gonna have to call super it. talented actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll say that. Um, the, the, uh, there's a lot of people that are new or no namers in there that are just wonderful, wonderful actors. Um, and I'm just blown away by them. I think that they all should be really proud of themselves um, because this is such a well. Uh, crafted and uh, put together group and so well written and so engaging. Every episode just has you like totally hooked. Uh, my wife does not really love shit like this and she's like so sucked into this storyline. Um, it's it's a be- you guys honestly like I really wish you would watch it. Like I, I don't think I felt as as adamant about a top self as I have this one. <laughs> so like I <laughs> So I would I would go give this film this TV show a shot. It's, Better than Ted Lasso. It, it they're two they're completely two different. different things. Yeah. <laughs> Ted wait wait wait, wait no I don't even know why I asked you you enjoyed this show right? Euphoria. It was depressing. It was sad. Yes. <laughs> I mean yeah. <laughs> not gonna watch it. Not gonna watch it. Not going anywhere near this. Look, dude, there's funny stuff. There's comic relief and they do a really the good job. Rare one off that you happen to find a show that you liked called Ted Lasso <laughs> that was that happy is the is that's that's the red herring. All give right. Me a, give, me, give it an episode, Derek. Give it one episode. Uh, you might be hooked. The, Give the it one episode. Episodes are like Wonder Egg Priority, long, right? No, they're they're hour. They're hour. An hour. I gave Wonder Egg Priority four full minutes. Okay. <laughs> you mean uh, you mean okay. you mean you mean you mean bread slice transistor Fuck radio? Off. Yeah, that one. That, that's <laughs> but, All right. Anyway, so yeah, the sh- the graphic Marvel mouse. <laughs> Marvel. Graphic no, Marvel, because that's all you think about. That's all you think about. Is it, uh, Derek's top shelf this week is going to be uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Probably. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I need to. It's, it's really good. That's a shocker. It's it's really good. Good. It is, it is actually very fun. It's very Dude, fun. Dude, I haven't seen... I haven't. There's a I gotta lot watch of the. I, I gotta seen. watch the Eternals. I, gotta watch the I haven't seen that one either, and that's another oh, one I, I want. Started watching just, it. I started watching it, and I was like, not, "Oh this shit, isn't that bad!" But I need to go back. I, I had to work, so I had to stop. But I was like, actually, like, okay, we should have talked bad. about Steven Soderbergh saying they don't fuck in Marvel movies, which is not true. Oh, I saw that. I just saw that. I just saw that <laughs> article, which is really funny. You know, I think it's hilarious. He's upset because I'm, they don't have sex in Marvel <laughs> movies. <laughs> 
I'm I mean, like, children's you, films. I'm like, I'm like, did you watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Yondu is in like a fucking hotel room with like three fucking. I think he wants to see the actual like uh, inner inner so species uh, alien on human sex. <laughs> I think that's he what he wants to see. For. Like he wants to see the random blue guy with a red mohawk fuck some alien dude. That's what he wants to see. I, I think that's what he's looking for. I'm sure there's a demographic for that. I'm sure there is. It's called hentai. No kink shaming. You guys do your thing. It's called hentai. Derek's right. favorite genre. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Derek, what's your top shelf, brother? All right. So uh, last weekend, my wife and I actually left the house to go to a movie. And... We both saw this movie and I'm watching this movie the entire time. I am thinking there's no way she's going to enjoy this. This is not her speed. She's probably asleep or just pissed off or on her phone or something. She, she's not going to enjoy this. It's jackass. <clears throat> and um, I actually saw it. We need to talk about that after he's done. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And so I'm Eric, watching it. Can I it guess and, what it is after you no. go through your spiel, please? Um, and so I'm watching it. <laughs> And, you know, I finished the movie and we stand up and we're walking out of the theater and I had a thoroughly good time. This is probably one of the best movies I've seen. I would struggle to say which is better between this or Dune. Wow. And I really, really liked Dune. Um, and so I watched this movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I asked her, I was like, what'd you think of the movie? Expecting her to hate it. And she goes, did you not see me crying the entire time we watched this movie? It was so good. She loved this. We were jamming the soundtrack all the way home. Could I please guess what it is before when you get to the end of it? Please let me. Let me. Uh, what? What is your guess? Did you guys watch that movie, Dog? No, it wasn't Dog. It hasn't Dang come it. out yet. It hasn't come out yet. Oh, okay. it hasn't come right. out yet. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Keep going. I apologize. So the movie uh, I'm, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about is called Bell. B E L L. Wait, no, no, hold on, hold on, no, 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 no. I knew he was doing it. I knew he was going to do it. Hold on, yeah. <laughs> hold on. Go, Go ahead. ahead, cue up the siren. <laughs> Can you All guess right. what movie it is, dude? <laughs> kind of movie it is. So he he it's told me it was. I I told him, did you watch anime? And he said yes. And then I thought he was trying to throw me off. And now that it really is anime, I don't give a shit about anything you just said. So I'm not going to tell you any more about the movie because you guys have already tuned me out. But no, no, no go ahead. I, I want to hear because my daughter wants to see the movie. Actually, she actually is. Interested no, in yeah, tell me about it, man. I'm being the movie. Go ahead, go ahead, is go ahead. veiled with the story of Beauty and the Beast, but I can confidently tell you that it has nothing to do with that. It doesn't play into it. It doesn't emphasize it. It is telling an entirely different story that is far more powerful. And the visuals of this movie are engaging. The soundtrack is incredible. I have been listening to it on repeat. And my wife saw Encanto. And we're listening to this soundtrack. Is it a, is it, um, is it a digital animation or is it, and is it straight up anime? (laughs) There's a blend. There's a there's a lot of digital. I will say most of it's probably digital animation. Especially um, the premise of the movie is there's a character uh, in you know very rural Japan, small town. You know, there's only ten people or whatever. Not not that bad, but um, and she's not super popular, and she's trying to overcome some struggles with her family and so forth. But there's a technology that comes out called U, just the letter U, 
Um, and it essentially is a lot like Ready Player One. You've got like a virtual universe you can go into and do anything and make money and live a life and, and be whoever it is you want to be on this online platform. And um, that's where a lot of the story takes place. But it seamlessly transitions from this very virtual synthetic environment to a real world scenario with real people with real issues and struggling with abuse and confidence issues and loss of family members and all of these concepts that are really painting a picture for the characters that you come to know and love. And as you watch the end of this movie, it just resonates with you. Really? It is, it is incredible. The the score Dear God, the score is great. Holy shit. I, I will say that um, I have now seen it three times, and this is only in theaters, so I went there three times to see this movie. You went to the theater three times? Three times, this. and once of them... Uh, the first time I saw it, I brought my wife. She's not super into a lot of anime and so forth, so she she saw with me the dubbed version, and I can confidently say that the English dub is fantastic. You can enjoy it and not feel like you're missing out on all that much. Um, I, I watched the subtitle version, and I also enjoyed it. They, they're they very similar. They didn't skip a lot of beats. There wasn't a lot of character building or anything like that lost in translation. It was a fantastic movie. I am... I can tell I even gave this film a rating of a 9.6. It is it is that good. Yeah. I'm telling you this movie is that fucking good. Yeah. I mean it's not better than Dune, but I mean I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're, you're, it isn't better than Dune. You're out of Moving your on. It came out last year in Japan. It just came out in America here in late January. And so uh check it out if you can find a theater that's showing it. It's not in every theater. Um, there was like four in Dallas. Yeah, how did you find it? it? I never even heard of this. Well, it's, it's it's been in the theaters for the last, I guess you could say the last two, three weeks. So it's been yeah, out probably for a two, while. Three weeks, something like that. And it yeah. was, it, it's, it's, uh, it's garnered a lot of, you know, critical praise. It's like, it's got like a 96% Rotten Tomatoes. It's got like a 95 score audience score in Rotten Tomatoes. So it's, it's doing really well in regards to the critics and in regards to people. So my daughter wants to go watch it because one, it's rated PG, so it's not, which is kind of yeah. crazy. You're so it's not it's euphoria. Got, it's, it's, not no, euphoria. it's not euphoria. <laughs> it's not euphoria, but it's dealing with a lot of hard shit for it being PG, which is not, which is kind of crazy. So I, yeah. I, my daughter wants to watch it. She just needs, you know, sit down and find a time for it. But, but yeah, she is absolutely worth seeing. It. Absolutely worth rewatching. I. I mean, I am to the point that I have looked at where I can buy it, where I can like own a copy of the vinyl or something. And like, it's, it's just, it's probably never going to see that level of support out in the fan, the, the fan base. So, I mean, listen, dude, I, I, I love that you're like, and I'm not making a joke here. I know it sounds like I'm setting up, a, I'm teeing up a joke. No, you're saying it's going to be garbage and you'll no, never watch it, but it's okay. not, here's, here's no, the no. softball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know that you've loved this movie because you watched it three times in the theater obviously yeah. in a very short period of time because you'd not mentioned this to us until right yeah, now seriously. so dude it's been painful yeah i i know you like it but i'm concerned because almost every anime that you seem to love i fucking hate so i am gonna watch this though because you that's bullshit no um, i'm gonna I'm watch leave it, it. I'm not going to go to the theater and watch it. Hell no. But the like, main character doesn't die. Yeah. Well, uh, spoiler alert, by the way. But um, You're going to hate the movie because the main no. character is still living I, at the end. I think that like 
I, I'm not going to go to the theater to watch it, but I when it when it's available, Derek, I'm going to watch it. And you just got to be okay with the fact that I'm concerned that I'm not going to like it as much. <laughs> as okay. Because you are really talking. You haven't talked this big noise on any anime until this one. Yeah, so you have talked big noise, but this is the biggest noise, noise that you've yeah, made. for real. So 100%. this shit better all, be good. All we needed to do was just have Tomas say some bullshit about it being critically acclaimed. And he's like, what? First of all, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. You know what's critically acclaimed films that I've seen that I thought were shit? So taxi? Exactly. Taxi driver? Yeah. Taxi exactly. driver. No, not, exactly. not taxi with Jimmy Fallon. Not yeah. that one. But uh anyway, I'm I, I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna watch this film. And I did watch Jackass, by the way, and um I don't, I don't know what it is, guys, but there's something about Jackass that I absolutely it's, love. I, I can't, know. I, I just, it just does something to my soul. You know what and, it is? You know what it is about Jackass is that you know what you're gonna get. You're gonna yeah, get a bunch of dudes just, who are just stupid. Stupid. And, they just and do it's stupid so, shit. So funny. There's so much penis humor in this one too. <laughs> that like I was dying. I went with my wife, and my wife's like, like, why do dudes find penis humor so funny? <laughs> She's like, for someone who's into the stuff that you're into, like, I don't get why you love this. I'm like, it's just, (laughs) I'm a dude. True and true. Just plain and simple. Go see Jackass forever. It's great. Uh, Okay. Okay. But fart jokes are better. No. Listen, man. What they did with penises in this film. Okay. I'm just like, I don't want to tell you. When when that ish is available to watch, you watch it. Because the things that I was crying, like, multiple times. Oh god! I, I, yeah, I can confidently say it. I will probably never watch this. Movie. Oh, that's because it's because you just are just an arrogant, elitist <laughs> son of a bitch. Smug Whatever. son of a bitch. <laughs> Whatever. All right, guys. Well, that's our that is our top shelf. Uh, now that we have reached that point of the show. Eric, what are we watching for the next episode? So I'm excited. Uh, I don't think that either one of you have seen this, uh, as far as I know. We've never discussed it. I think I might have mentioned it at one point, but I don't know. It's a film that came out. I think it came out maybe 2017, 2016, so it's a newer film. Um, It is uh, a drama. Sorry, Derek. Um, but it's not a, all drama is bad. Yeah, but it is a. It is. I. I think that Derek will, will probably hate it. I don't know. You never know. He shocked me with Magnolia. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is a, a film that is made by a filmmaker named Trey Edward Schultz. If you guys have ever heard of him, he uh, made a movie called Krisha and a movie called It Comes at Night. Um, all A twenty four films. Uh, and the film we're going to be watching is called Waves. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this film. It stars Sterling K. Brown. Do you know who Sterling K. Brown is? Yes. Dude from This Is Us. Uh, Amazing, amazing actor. He also was in The People vs. O.J. Simpson. He played, um, oh, that lawyer. God, I forget. Another A24 film. Yep, it's an A24 film. Uh, 2019. This is to me. Was it 2019? Was I way off? 2019. 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is, hands down, and I mean this, the most underrated and underappreciated film I've seen in the last 10 years. Like everyone that I know that have seen it is like, this movie is amazing and no one's, and that's a very small group of people. No one's seen it. Like no one has seen this movie. It is fantastic. It's deep and it's wonderful. And I'm excited that you guys are going to take this journey with me and go down 
these waves. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You had to go there. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be watching waves. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it. Derek, I, I, I don't I honestly would, would be shocked if you shit on it, but I don't think you're gonna like it, but we'll see. I would be shocked. You know, you know, Why is gonna, that a point that we have not, to cover at the end of every movie? As if Derek has good enough taste to enjoy he's something. He's not going to like it because it's going to give him the feels. <laughs> That's what I'm concerned about. I think you're going to be like, I feel too much with this film. I mean, <laughs> way too much. Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind, I enjoyed. But it's not. A lot this, of is feels. A, this is a heavier. This is heavier than that. It's a little bit. I mean, if it's Blue Valentine, then it's going to be garbage. It's not Blue Valentine esque, but it's heavy like Blue Valentine, but not Blue Valentine esque at all. So like Gilbert Grape or oh man, I, I honestly don't know what to compare it to, my dude. It's um ugh, it's stay tuned till the next yep. episode, folks. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, you'll see. Just watch it and we'll talk about it. So all right. Well, that's cool. So we're gonna be watching the movie Waves by Trey Edward Schultz in A24. And uh but now that we're at that ep- that point in the episode, we're gonna talk, we're gonna go ahead and uh, do a quote. I have a quote, um, and I think it's perfect. For this movie, and it's not the one that you gave me, Derek. Because I gave quote. you a good quote, and that you're going to like off with like it. The only good thing about the movie was the quote no, that Derek gave. No, I got a better quote. I got a better, better quote. It's uh, it's the one that Eric tells him in the hotel room where he has to take a shower. He says, "In Paris, it's good to smell like you've been fucking to make them respect you." Good night, folks. Good night. All right, so all right, everybody, I appreciate you guys listening in, and uh, you guys have a great day. See you later. Peace.